First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Well, well, well. If it isn't the old best show, back again. Look, first things first. Let's clear the. Let's let's say this. We got uh, hornswoggled last week by the old tech uh, biz. The computers and the robots took away our ability to do the best show, and I don't like it one bit. But they did it, and I'm still mad about it. I hate all these computers a little bit more than I did the day uh, before. Uh so, but we're back. We're going to do a fun show tonight. We're going to talk more about the top, the 100 best songs of all time. Is that what we're calling it? We're burning through the list now. We are just cooking like nobody's business. And this should be done by uh, 2039. This list should be done. And we'll then we'll have the 100 songs all lined out and everybody can do a little dance. How's that sound? You want to do a little dance? Who here on the show wants to do a little dance? I would, I would like to dance a little. Pat, Pat, you want to do a little dance? What kind of dance would you do? I would do like a shimmy. Shimmy, okay, cool. Uh, Hollywoodio, are you here? Yeah, I could do some dancing. What? What's your go-to move? What, what, what's the move that just makes them all gasp? I, I just have my own moves, really. I'd I'd probably put a little cardboard down, do some uh, some break dancing. Sure, cool. Okay, so we can look forward to some break dancing. Yeah. And uh, AP Michael, what about you? Yeah, I'm, f- I'm from another era. Uh, I so do a little dance, do a little cha cha cha. What are you I do? Do a little, little dance, make a little love, and get down tonight. Get down tonight. There we go. <laughs> so a little disco dancing. Yeah. Okay, so we can look forward to that and. Uh, so yeah, when we get to the end of this list, uh, we can look forward to some 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 dance moves from from the guys. How about that? Um, well, well, well. Let's just start the best show. We got a lot to talk about tonight. We got a lot of ground to cover, right? A lot of ground to cover. It's best show time. Jersey, back again. 
Yeah. Hey, everybody. It's the best show. My name is Tom Sharpling. I'm the host of the show. And I want to welcome you all to another episode of the best show. And thanks for joining us here. We're doing it. We got a lot to do tonight. Some of the things we got to do, uh, keep working on this top 100 songs of all time list, which we're in the home stretch on. I think we only have 90 more songs needed to complete it. So we're close. We're getting close. Um, what else do we got? Uh, we got to talk about the next book club installment. The best show book club, a first edition took place couple weeks ago that's up over on the patreon uh which is where you get all the exclusive best show content best show stuff is all up there patreon.com slash the best show and that's how you support the show and support the show uh, if you could it was it's what keeps the lights on over here and that's how you help us out and we mail you stuff and take care of you and i took care of people with all this stuff so please take care of us in response Sent out book plates to all kinds of people who didn't get them the first time around. Try to take care of our best show people as best as we can, and we'll keep taking care of you because we love you. And what else? What else we got to talk about? Oh, um, yeah. I went to New York City for the first time uh, in a couple of years. It was nice. It was a whirlwind trip, some family stuff, some fun stuff, all jam-packed into a rapid fire, like you wouldn't believe, weekend trip. Yeah, it was uh, as fast as can be, like lightning itself. What are some of the fun things? Well, I'll say this. Landed, going to New York City. Suddenly it all comes, it all comes rushing back. Oh, look, look at that. It's that not very good pizza place. Oh, look at that. And then it's that weird bodega that I ordered that they got that sandwich at, but then I didn't eat because it looked sketchy. All the feelings came back and then, but then all of a sudden you look and you're just like, there's a building and you're like, where'd that come from? Whole building goes up. You know, in, in the lower Manhattan where that, uh, that cube is. Any of my crew know where the cube is, you know, near St. Mark's place. Astor place. Faster place. You go there, suddenly there's a giant building up. Where'd that come from? Right, Pat? Uh, 2006, that went up. 2006? No, that didn't go up in 2006. The one directly behind the cube, the silver one? No, there's a huge thing that just popped up there. Oh. That ain't, ain't nowhere near uh, 2006. I, I've been living with that neighborhood. I, I know okay. that neighborhood. <laughs> I thought you meant the one right, behind, right in front of the cube. No, not in front of the cube. Okay. Whatever. There's it's, it's, there's a million things have changed. Another thing that changed? The lines. What's up with the lines, Pat? I tried to go to, I tried to, go to Katz's. There's a line a block long. Yeah. I can't get in there. I've got the, I only, I only, I'm only here for three days. 
I'm sorry I didn't get to see you, Pat, when I was there. That was one of the things I wanted to do, and I, I could not pull it together because it was family stuff, and it was just a giant, giant. It got away from me. But you were a top priority, and it broke my heart that I didn't get to see you. It's all good, brother. You, well, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Give me, you give me, you give me ten minutes. I come to you. Look at that. I give you ten minutes to give you the world. Yeah, ten ten wins here. I come right. to you. I'll find you. Can you believe this guy? <laughs> Pat, Pat, can you believe this guy? Jumped right I'll in. Try yeah. a nice moment. I'll try a nice moment with Pat. Uh-huh. Can you believe this guy jumps in with his 10-10 wins joke? <laughs> I got to put my uh, typewriter sound effects on in the background. Mike, can you believe this guy? Yeah. No, I, I duly noted. Duly noted. <laughs> uh-huh. I, think a, I think it was a Morse code, Jason. Is it Morse code going on in the background of 10-10 wins? Yes. It's a telegraph? It's supposed to. It's mimicking a telegraph, I think, because news coming in fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, just know this, Pat. I love you, and I'm going to see you. I'm going to see you very soon. I appreciate it, and the feeling is right back to you. And Mike, Mike, I know you are legally not allowed to go into New York City anymore. <laughs> but. I was just going to say, uh, next time you're in town, now that I know where it is, we should meet at the Rio Diner. I'll meet you at the Rio Diner. Yeah, I've been meeting uh, our pals Evan and Sherry there a couple That's times. Nice. That's yeah. great. Keeping yeah. in touch with the, the real ghost, world. The ghost of uh, Bob Grant. <laughs> yeah. He haunts the place. Nice diner, though. Every once in a while, a tuna melt flies through the air. <laughs> and that's Bob Grant's ghost. <laughs> He's work, he works the tables now, like Teddy uh-huh. Lukakis and George Farakis. <laughs> you remember yeah. those guys' names. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, Bob Grant used to mention them all the time. Yeah, yeah, I know, but still. George Lukakis and Teddy Frog, and that's what he would say in between hate speech, pretty much. <laughs> Bob Grant. But did you, did you ever ask for them when you were there? I mean, are they, you know, do you think they're still there? Should I ask for them? You should ask for them. Why don't yeah. you do a little recon? <laughs> okay. All right, now this is what I want to say to the three, the three of you yabos. You listen up and you listen good. First of all, I think the world of all three of you, you're equals. You're all equal. Different ways. You have different skill sets. You're different people. Don't matter to me. I love all three of the same. You're like, you're like, uh, cause look, I, I know I'm, uh, I'm an old man over here. And we've got three, the three, the three kids working on the show right now. Uh-huh. They're the previous generation. They're the ones that they know about, like the things that these these kids on this show talk to me about. And I'm like, wait, what is that? And they're talking about, they're talking about AOL chats and all sorts of things that I even know what what's going on. Mike is saying, talk about CompuServe and Prodigy, and you got Jason. Hollywoodio Gore, he's so busy, he's all excited. He's talking about uh his new Palm Pilot, and they're just these are the things are the things of today. I don't know what this stuff is. I come from a day where you you dialed, you wanted to talk to somebody, you call a Pennsylvania six five hundred, and then they crank the phone, and sometimes you'd have to go up on a telephone pole at Green Acres. I want to make a call. Half the time I'd be up on a telephone pole. But these kids these days, they got their tech stuff. Look, we got we got two more weeks left in the, the year 2020, right? 
basically two two weeks. Maybe two best shows. We'll see. We'll figure that out. 2021. Thank you. See, that's is the look. These kids are they're forward. I'm still stuck in 2020. <laughs> These kids are wrapping up 2021. But this is what I want from the three of you. Between the 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 three of you knuckleheads, and I say it with love. Give me a guest. Give me somebody good. Give me one guest. Blow me out of the water. Just one. Just one that take take my breath away once. Give me something to launch into 2022 and feel like we got we got something. What do you think about that? Is that possible? Well, I've got to, I've already got someone lined up for uh, second quarter 20. No, I'm, I'm fully aware of that. You you keep you keep raving <laughs> this thing. You know what's going to be? It's going to be the bass player from the freaking Foo Fighters. Building this thing up. I mean, yeah, setting us yeah. up for disappointment. Yeah. Oh no, he's setting it up for disappointment. Oh no, it's, it's a good be, one. We're going to get Nate Mandel from Foo Fighters. <laughs> yeah, but he's only going to talk about Sunny Day Real Estate. Yeah. We also have to figure out the next book club installment because we it was a great it was a great conversation. I really enjoyed it. I don't know how you guys feel about it. And we talked about nothing but a good time, the oral history of the uh, 80s metal scene. And that's over on the Patreon, patreon.com slash the best show. And we had the authors called in for it and had a great conversation with them. Um, and then uh, Jason had his buddy call up. What's your pal's name again? Dean? Uh, Joe. Joe Dana. Joe Dana. Yep. He's a very funny guy. Very nice guy. He's uh, uh, on uh, Twitter. I enjoy his Twitter presence. What's his Twitter handle again? Uh, Pussy Cow. That's right. There you go. Mike enjoyed that one. Yeah, Mike gets a little, little giggle. Look <laughs> at boy, Mike. I got to tell you, wait. If this is what if this is what's cracking you up, wait till you find these joke books. There's books of these things, Mike. There's just full joke books, uh-huh. and there's a joke on every page. Uh-huh. When some pages have multiple jokes on them, your your head's going to explode when you check out a joke book. So, Mike, what do you think the next book club installment should be? Well, I've pitched it before. I, I think you guys would enjoy it. Is the uh, Stevie Van Zant book? A little Steven book. Interesting. All right. Unrequited infatuation. Did I say it? <laughs> That's how you say it. Yeah, he That's did. Okay. It? Yeah. Okay. Because I said unrequited, and Mike was all over. Oh no! Me. This uh, that said that said Mike off. You never saw. I, uh, the, the Jaws, Jaws, the titular character from Jaws, did not get as uh, as uh, as bloodthirsty as Mike did at that point. It was off air, though. Let's let's. It was off air. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I still no, but, recorded it, but I, it is off air. Sure. <laughs> so, Mike says a little Stephen book. Pat, you have any thoughts? I suggested that as well, um, off air. And I think, I mean, it would be a, it would certainly be a funny read. And, you know, we're all big Springsteen East Street Band fans. So we'd probably learn a few th- weird factoids too. So, I mean, sure. I'm, I'm all for it. Do you think we could get little Steven to call in? Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. Jason knows him. Yeah. I think well, yeah. Jason, why don't you, why don't you, why don't you give him a ring? Yeah. Yeah. No, I've got some, I, I've got some connects. You know him. You're you're tight with the yeah. guy. Yeah, we interviewed. We had no, a great time. 
Where is that interview, by the way? God, I, I wish. <laughs> I'd love to play the whole thing. I wish I could find again. the whole thing. No, I, we, played, we played the whole thing on the air. No, there's a lot more than that. At least 39 minutes and 59 seconds more of you that. think? Oh, I know. Okay. I, it's just I cannot find it. Mm-hmm. Did I'm you see him without his uh, babushka? No. Uh-uh. no. The bandana? Yeah, I thought maybe there'd be an incident, like maybe in the men's room. You saw him like tying up, you know. And no, when I met him, it was backstage at an E Street show in Richmond, and he had uh-huh. his little air. Like everyone had their own little backstage cubicle type things, uh-huh. and his was just all scarfs, mm-hmm. like a big <laughs> scarf over the table. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And some and, of them might have been tapestries, by the way. No, they were all scarfs, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. And that's when he told us the, uh, you know, my friend asked him, aren't you tired doing these meet and greets and then go up on the stage? And then he's like, tired? No. The stage is a sanctuary. <laughs> and I still think about that every time I go on stage and perform. You don't get tired. You listen to the Valley's Rock Station, The Bear. My name is Jason Gore, and on the phone with me right now, E Street guitarist extraordinaire, Silvio Dante from The Sopranos, and of course, radio legend, uh, Little Steve and Van Sant. What's going on, man? How you doing, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty good interview you had with him. No, it was, it, it was a lot. There was a lot more to that, but uh, there was? it was a good start. It was a great start. Uh-huh. There's even more than that? Oh, so much more? <laughs> well, how are you doing, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. I love it. I think it's a fun chat you had. Yeah, yeah. But I think we could probably get him on if we uh, okay. if we read the book. I think we could get him on. Yeah. Okay. And then uh-huh. my my pitch was uh, the storyteller uh, by Dave Grohl. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You you read that already? Yeah, I've already read it. <laughs> but I will gladly read the little Stephen book. What's he talk about in it? Just give me give me a heads up. What's he, he what's he moaning about? Does he talk about the the, uh, the a power in the shape or whatever it's called, color in the shape? <laughs> no, not How really. They had to record it twice. No, yeah, he, he does. Yeah, that? he does talk a little bit about that. Yes, he you talks know, about like moving all over Gil Norton. Yeah, yeah. He talks about his kids. He talks about trying to go to uh, Pantera Strip Club. He talks about uh, Scream. Yeah, we're doing the little Stephen book next. <laughs> Maybe we'll get to Dave Grohl down the road. Yeah, we're doing the next book for the book club is called what's it? What's the title, Mike? 
unrequited infatuations. Okay. Well, Mike, you won this round. <laughs> the next interview we do, the next book club we do will be, let's just take a pause, everybody. Mm-hmm. We'll set the table properly. If you think this little Stephen book is a bad idea, <laughs> listen to how interesting he is when, when our own Jason Gore interviewed him. <laughs> 105.3 The Bear. You're listening to the Valley's Rock Station, The Bear. My name is Jason Gore, and on the phone with me right now, E Street guitarist extraordinaire, Silvio Dante from The Sopranos, and of course, radio legend, uh, Little Steve and Van Sant. What's going on, man? How you doing, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> is he doing some woodworking in there? <laughs> is he on the band song? Mm-hmm. I'm just building a table, Jason. I'll be ready. Hold on a second. That was a uh, pre Lilyheimer. Yeah, let's ixnay ixnay on the impressions, eh? If we're gonna try to get this guy <laughs> yeah, on I the know. show, I know. No, but there was all look. We're huge fans. We are. We're huge fans. All right. So next, we'll do it in January. Unrequited infatuations, the little Stephen memoir. So get reading, get listening. That's the next one on the block. So, so yeah, I go to New York. As soon as I get there, I want to walk around like crazy, right? Because I haven't, ain't, ain't done that in a long time. So I start walking around. And I'm so amped now. I'm telling you, I'm so amped. It's midnight. On a Friday. And I get that. I put my, bring my little headphones out, right? Not my little headphones. Cause I'm trying to get these steps in. Cause I got this quest that I set. One million steps. Between October 1st and January 1st. I said one million steps. And now I was sick for the last couple of days. So I'm behind and I'm in a, I mean, I'll, I'll admit I'm in a little bit of a panic with it. Mike, how many steps do you think? How close? Uh, how many steps do you think I got? Let's take guesses from the from the crew. What? No, I know the exact number to the step, and I'll tell you what it is. But I want to hear people's guesses. The, the goal was a million. One million. I say you're at seven hundred. Seven hundred steps, man. Yeah. That seven hundred thousand. That's a low number, yeah. Mike. Seven hundred thousand. Seven hundred thousand. Jason, this is where you currently are right now. In the currently million. at, currently at. I'm gonna say you are at eight seventy five. Eight seventy five. Interesting, Pat. Thousand. One thousand. <laughs> Do you think I have nine hundred ninety nine <laughs> thousand to go? Thousand. Sorry, I I am I'm, I'm working on a small tech thing that shouldn't be. No, you're you're sort of no, you're yeah. Okay. I thought he was doing like the underbid, like on the yeah. prices, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's smart. <laughs> no, I'm at um I'm at seven hundred seventy nine thousand four hundred thirty eight. Wow. Yeah, that was pretty close. But I gotta I lost two days. I gotta make some ground up here, guys. How many did you walk in New York though? Oh, I was doing pretty good. I was doing about fourteen, fifteen thousand a day. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm behind. So, but I wanted to get. So, so I, I I don't know if I'm going to make it. 
You'll, have to, you'll make it. It's the fourteenth. Yeah, but that's I, I have to do twelve hundred. I have to do twelve thousand two hundred fifty three steps a day every day, right to New Year's to hit it. What if you oh. What if you lifted up the mic right now and then just walked in place while you did the show? I'm not doing that. No, I got. It's just yeah. not the time. I'm doing my own. I'm doing my own steps right now okay. with words. They're called word steps. <laughs> <laughs> what i call them word steps word steps <laughs> yeah when it comes to the word steps i'm the bleeping uh i'm i'm the bleeping hulk hogan i'm the strong the strongest human alive we all know hulk hogan was and probably still is the strongest human alive <laughs> who wouldn't who wouldn't trade anything who listening wouldn't trade anything for the physique of hulk hogan weird shiny (laughs) flat muscles no veins no definition just they look like water balloons who wouldn't trade everything hair the flaxen hair the with the flaxen with the thinnest (laughs) hair that thin that thin hair it's like larry david like a blonde larry david (laughs) I'll say, and let me say this about before I go too far off target. I, I know I keep them side, side, <laughs> sidebar to sidebar to sidebar. This new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I'm two episodes in. Hmm. This is a slog, man. <laughs> <laughs> because I'll say this: it picks up. If, if, if that'll right, give you any right, any encouragement. Okay. Well, it couldn't pick. The, it couldn't go any lower. <laughs> We'd be going backwards if it did. I tapped out. I gave up. Uh-huh. You gave up. Well, you didn't like you don't like when rich people moan about uh, being multimillionaires. No. <laughs> and I also couldn't. I just couldn't stand all the yelling. <laughs> this is what I'm going to say about this. This is the this is the 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 irony the the this is the 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 dilemma of curb your enthusiasm. When the show started, the writing was so funny. And this Larry David couldn't act his way out of a paper bag when it started. You fast forward now. The the writing is at an all-time low. But this guy is like a Shakespearean actor now. He commits mm-hmm. to such a degree. I've never seen anything like it. Mm-hmm. The level that he goes in on the character of Larry David, it's epic. His 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 acting is I think it's some of the most enjoyable acting I've ever seen. <laughs> and he's doing some of the weakest material. There was an episode without me spoiling any of the story. I wouldn't want to spoil any of the plots on this. <laughs> thinks that he thinks he's in the car on the way to the set. He's putting a, a TV show together where he's trying to get somebody to play young Larry David. So then they want some some rock buffoon who's an actor to play him. First of all, this kid looks nothing like him. You put this kid in the young uh young uh he play the if the guy from Bush needed a uh needed a Gavin Rossdale. He'd be Gavin, young Gavin Rossdale. That was a TV show, not young Larry David. So 
he has to go watch this kid play in his rock band. And I don't even know what song they were doing up there. It was a mashup of like peaches by presidents of the United States of America and something else. It was, but then Larry, he's at the show. He's like, I hate rock music. I hate how loud it's. First of all, what what are you? 160 years old. This guy makes like he's never heard a rock band before, but he, if he doesn't like it, he doesn't like it. God bless him. Whatever. So then he gets the bright idea. Him and that other, uh, man, don't they have more Goldberg's episodes to shoot? (laughs) Can't this guy be busier than he is? He's clearly has more free time than he he knows what to do. And look, I didn't listen to his thing, his, his, his confessional or whatever. I can't do it. I can't listen to, uh, what's his face? Jeff Garland explaining whatever. I know he used the word silly about 80 times from what I heard. Um, it's silly. <laughs> so, but then they're at the rock show and he comes up with the idea to put this stuff napkins in his ears <laughs> as if this is like, as if this is like a cheat <laughs> at a rock show. So then he goes backstage to meet the the kid who who could potentially be cast playing him, and he sees the kid sees the paper towels in his ears or napkins in his ears. Oh, so you didn't want to hear my band, huh? Oh, so you wanted to put the? the it's like this, this this kid's never heard of earplugs before. It's so far off base. It's like it's like another universe of yeah. logic. Oh, so my music's so bad, you needed to put napkins in your ears, huh? You Come person on, Larry. in your seventies, yeah, you're this seventy-two-year-old man putting napkins in his ears because he because he wanted to muffle the sound a little bit. Oh, you mean like earplugs that everyone working at the venue was wearing all night, and everyone in the band was probably also wearing. It's like the lo- the lack of logic is so astounding uh-huh. that you're like how how can he walk on the set and just shoot that without somebody just going like hey larry uh just uh, just you know people do wear earplugs they sell them at the venues actually larry they actually sell them at the bars you'd be hard-pressed to find a venue that didn't sell earplugs to the customers because it's a pretty well-recognized uh thing that you want to make sure your customers can can control the volume on their end and get earplugs like yeah it's it's kind of a thing now that kind of everybody does it every show ever not in this world not in this world oh larry oh larry uh built it like it was but then the thing is Larry Davis act is acting in that scene. He's acting in all the scenes. I think he's an amazing actor now. Am I wrong? 
<laughs> I don't know if you're wrong. I mean, I'll I'll look more closely at it. I thought it was pretty much consistent with but his he's previous. So compelling. He goes all <laughs> the way in now uh-huh. with the acting. See, goes- I've become I've become a big fan of Vince Vaughn. His his sort of understated. Uh, I don't know if you've gotten to his episodes yet. But uh, is Vince Vaughn in this thing yet? I might not have seen him yet. Yeah, he he comes in or maybe around episode three or four. Yeah, I think okay. it's three that he pops in. Well, uh-huh. I didn't get there yet. Uh huh. I'll get there. I'll get there uh, when I watch it again. He's doing this whole understated thing that, for whatever reason, appeals to me. Okay. Um, I think I think the show lost its way when it started with these overarching storylines that had to go through the whole series. I mean, the old, mm-hmm. the original series, it was just mm-hmm. show to show, right? I mean, well, yeah, you know why that, Mike, that, you know what the difference is there, that they actually uh, would write those episodes and would, <laughs> yeah. the, it's more work to do with uh, yeah, them. No. Yeah, they get to do the same things in every episode. Yeah. I mean, wait until you, I don't think you've quite gotten to the Jeff, Jeff Garland storyline through this season, which is just, you talk about lack of logic and unreality. I mean, wait, well, wait till you all, get yeah. to that. We'll have a discussion well, first, about first that. First of all, if this, if this, if, if this Larry David thing was even took place on the planet Earth, Susie, the only thing she would call Larry David would be sir, yes sir, <laughs> right. no sir, yeah. because he's responsible for all yeah. of their money as being the client that created Seinfeld that <laughs> and that he's getting a that that Jeff is getting a piece of that action. Mm-hmm. Well yeah, maybe I should they prep have you a for statue. It. They would have a statue built of Larry David on their front lawn. It would be it would they would have a they would have a twenty foot statue of the guy. <laughs> maybe I should prepare you for it because Mike, it, it you, is- Mike let me go in I gotta go in like everybody else did. Don't yeah. prepare. Now I'm now I'm already prepared. I know something's coming. Yeah. You, yeah. You, just, you, just, you, you know, think you about the, me, the Jeff Garland storyline. Mike, you know what you just did to me? Yeah. You sons of anarch, anarchy. <laughs> when Mike was just like, when Mike was like, yeah, you know, they killed, they killed clay. I'm like, well, I didn't get to watch it yet. Uh-huh. Well, he's dead now. Well, I'm four episodes behind, I guess. And I stopped watching it that way. I never watched another episode again. <laughs> I've got the DVDs. I can send them to you. Ah, it's okay. You, why don't you get some kids? <laughs> you and some neighborhood kids can all, all Next watch. Next Halloween? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this show is Curb Your Enthusiasm. Larry on the show also where they just like everybody would be bowing to this guy. Larry, like, like these executives get mad at him and all this. And just like, I don't know. They're off base on this one, man. But I'll still, I'll still keep watching it. And then I watched the first two episodes of this, uh, sex in the city reunion show. Ay 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 on that one. Good lord. <laughs> Good I know lord. What that was. <laughs> the first thing they did on the show was they clearly know they uh they uh wet the bed on <laughs> eight, nine seasons of the thing of only having white people on it. <laughs> so now they're in this frantic scramble to try to rewrite their own history. And look, it's a good thing. You want to open the casting up? Of course you do that. 
Of course, that's what you do. You don't stay stuck in the past with it, but it is so sweaty and inelegant the way they're running this show now. The writing is literally like at one point someone starts vaping and talking about just like gender stuff. It's just like, it's like start a new show, (laughs) start a new show that is that embraces this. Like that's fine for a new show. I think it should be a new show, start a new show with that perspective on things. And then that's a very contemporary show. But now they now I'm watching it's, it's, what's her face, uh, uh, the cast, and they're all talking about all these things, and they're just trying to sound so like present. They're the one as a podcast now. Oh yeah, yeah, they're just in a panic to seem contemporary. <laughs> Am I wrong? Now I want to look at it. <laughs> oh, you should look. You should watch it. Hollywoodio, what do you feel about it? You're not wrong. I mean, after the first episode, I looked at Chris and I'm like, I'm out. I'm not going to watch any more of this. Mainly because, I mean, do we say what happened? Well, it's everywhere now. Do you want a Sons of Anarchy mic with this? Well, no, I even know about the the Peloton thing. Yeah, this is the thing. They've run into (laughs) I'll say this. And here's a spoiler. If you don't if you don't want to hear a spoiler that has been spoiled literally everywhere. Everywhere. It was spoiled for me. Before I got to watch it, the character, what's his face? Big man, Mr. Big, Big. uh, Mr. Big gets hit by a car. Yes. Uh, No, actually falls off a Peloton bike and lands in his shower. That's on, right? Is that what it is? He gets, he gets off the bike and then he's going to take a shower. And then as he's in the shower, he reaches for his arm and then Carrie finds him like maybe 20 minutes later yeah, and, and does not call the ambulance. Yeah. And basically holds him as he that's, you know what the thing is? This is my worst nightmare. I'm going to look up AP. Mike is holding me <laughs> and I'm going to say, Mike, call someone. He's like, like you know, my last words will be call someone. Mike will be Tom. He'll be Tom. I'm so sad to see you go. I'll be like, Please. I don't have to go. If you call somebody, Michael be rest easy friend. <laughs> Michael be crying. Michael be saying, "Go to the light, Tom. Go to the light." I'll be go to the phone, Mike, yeah. and call for help. He, he go gently into that night. He um, keeps closing your gently. eyes. Your he eyes keep opening. My eyes. He'll keep closing my eyes. I'll be Mike. I'm still here. Just go go gently, Tom. They're just closing <laughs> eyes. That's it, Tom. Say good. <laughs> say goodbye. I'll say, Mike. Uh-huh. Go get my phone. It's right there. Please. <laughs> He's gone. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm here, Mike. On the, Michael calls somebody. Be like, yeah, he's gone now. Yeah. I be like, no, I'm still here. He calls in like an order for takeout. Yeah. I hear Mike. Yeah. Michael be like, yeah. Uh, for uh, uh, stars, stars and garters in the eighth to place. Uh, he'll start doing horse bets. No, I. It's it's. Uh, I don't think Mike would Mike would call for help. I know that's the case. Right, Mike? Just say yeah. yes, even if you don't mean it. I would. All right. Thank you. Um, so, look, just start a new sex. Start a new show that you're not calling Sex in the City rather than just admit you booted it when it was time for that. You like you created this alternate universe where New York City was only rich white people. You booted it. 
And now people are aware of this now and they are trying to be more balanced with stuff. Start a new show. Look, I worked on the, I worked on the one after that and they still didn't do it. It was still a, it was, it was still a, 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 nothing but nothing but white people. Whatever. I'm not going to get into that now, but God, God bless you, everybody. God bless you. HBO max. You really got this figured out. You really got the great programming between uh, between an every ninety minute episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, um, and uh, the the Sex in the City now, which is just in a mad scramble to to rewrite their sins. Am I wrong that they should just do a new show? Makes no, sense, I, yeah. I completely agree. The podcast thing's really weird. Because then they're the doing, they're doing they're doing a pod. It's well, Carrie and and uh, Bobby Lee and and uh, 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 perform. What what is that? What is what is that actor's name? It's, I don't. Who? Hold, Chris, Chris is here. Stand up, right? Who's the actor that was in the doing the podcast with Carrie. Okay, well that didn't work. Well, they're clearly yeah. they're clearly. Oh. Sarah Ramirez. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're clearly like going to be a main character going on this thing now. And, but they're doing like a, a sex podcast that also has like, yeah, baby, like sound effects <laughs> dropped in. Well, they had the, the, the sound effect is woke moment. Whatever it was woke. Yeah. Woke. <laughs> Yeah, you know who else needed to be woke watching that? Me. I fell asleep. <laughs> They're not the only it's not the only that's not the only waking up that has gone on that. I needed to be woken up because it, it is not a good show. So God bless it. God bless everybody. You got it all figured out. So anyway, start walking around New York City. How are we doing on the phones, Pat? Phones, all of them. One through five. One through five. You know, I'll talk about I'll talk about that later. I'll talk about New York City. Give me give me line five if you would. Got it. <laughs> Hello, best show. I want bomb. What's that? Hey, it's 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 Shep in Newbridge calling. I'm I'm loving the show tonight. It's it's killer as always. Oh, thank you, thank you, Shep. I appreciate it. I really appreciate it. We're trying. We're trying. Oh, you're doing. You're not trying. You're doing. Thank you, Shep. That's a, that's a very nice of you to say. Absolutely. I would love to chime in on uh, ye old topic of Rooney, if that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Please. All right. Well, f- first, I want to get your take on this. I've never heard you talk about this, but I assume you probably have a, a similar thing. Do, do you have songs that annoy you because you don't understand the title? And I'll, I'll give you an example of my big one. It's a song by Elvis Presley called Wear My Ring Around Your Neck. And when I first heard it, I was a kid, and I didn't understand that he meant to, to like put it on a, on a chain around her neck. I thought he wanted to actually squeeze her actual neck uh-huh. Like ring, it's ring a neck. Yeah. Yes. It's sick, right? It's like torture. That's, 
that is sick. That would be straight up torture. I don't like it. No, I don't. I, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. But uh, but um, so you're suggesting "Wear My Ring Around the Neck" is one of the top 100 songs of all time? No, not at all. No, I I, I want to get that out of the way. I want to see if you had any songs where where you kind of had that. Oh, like, what what? What are they talking about? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, well, let me think about that. Right, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. You know, it's really hard to pick just one song. Mm-hmm. So I know this is probably cheating, but let me just, uh, I'll, I'll give you a few, okay? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, P-Funk wants to get funked up uh, by P-Funk, of course. Uh uh, the Siege and Investiture of Baron von Blankenstein's Castle in Syria by Bloister Cult. Uh, Attitude by the Misfits. Um, Don't Make Fun of Daddy's Voice, Morrissey. Uh, Wired by Mother 13. Um, That's a good one. Whale is Top. Pardon me? That's a good one, the Mother 13 one. It's a great one, yeah. It, it, it's, like, uh, it's like the best of... Kind of like Black Flag and Nirvana and, you know, all, all that great stuff we used to listen to and bop down the street to see when we were younger. We would uh, just bop down the street to go to the to the Nirvana show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get off work, get on my skateboard. Yeah, should we start bopping now? Yeah. We should get down there. Just, I think we should get down there. Uh what else? I love uh, Ain't Going to Hell for Anybody by Bob Dylan, of course. Um, Attitude by The Replacements. Uh, uh, this song called Popcorn Bowls. I, I don't know who, who does it, but I hear it at PJ Maxx all the time. That is, that's one that really seems to be, I think it's the way like that Mariah Carey Christmas song, when it first came out, it wasn't a classic. But but then it became a classic, like over time. And that now you'd think it was always one of the biggest songs ever. I think it's always existed. It's like the Bible or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the VW bug. Those, yeah. I mean, I guess there was a time when there was no um, VW bug. Well, I don't know about that. Um what else? Uh, is it cold in here, or is it just you by the late, great Joe Diffie? Um, I've got a splitting Hidachi by the Dickies, uh, Attitude by the Bad Brains. Um, mm-hmm. I Want to Be Where the Bands Are by Bruce Springsteen. Okay. These are all, these are all winners. I love that. Hey, you know, speaking of Bruce. Yeah. I saw him the other day. Really? Yes, yeah. I, I live in Newbridge, but I, I grew up near Freehold, where he's from. Mm-hmm. I, my dentist is still in Freehold, so I go back there a couple times a year, you know, for a cleanup or whatever. And uh, by chance, he's also Bruce's dentist. And I go there the other day because I broke a back tooth on one of those month-old donuts they have at Crawler City. Those are, they still look good. But they are not fresh. They're so they're like rock hard, and I never remember it. I always think, like you said, they look so good, and I get them, and it's just like I've probably broken seven teeth on those things. 
Well, I would hope at some point you'd realize that maybe you got to, you're not going to suddenly get better at eating month old donuts. No, no. And I get, I, I get stopped on the street a lot. People think I'm a hockey player because my teeth are all chipped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's a, yeah, like that, so, but that's a cool look. It is a cool look. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I didn't really speak to Bruce because honestly, I was so scarred by this story I heard about this total doofus who cornered Patty Smith in a San Francisco elevator who asked her at gunpoint if she ever saw Humble Pie. Well, I don't know if it was at gunpoint. In fact, I do know it wasn't at gunpoint. But well, how, do you, how do you know? Oh, um, I, I know. I, I just know. Okay. I kind of, well, yeah. This monster uh, stole her handbag before running out of the elevator, too. So she was she didn't have any money. That didn't. That was not a part of it. Also, um, how do you know this? Um, I, I. It was it. It was me. What? Yeah. Oh my god. No, oh my me. god. Oh, now I'm embarrassed. Well, that stinks that you'd be embarrassed for me. I'm embarrassed that I brought it up. I didn't I didn't know it was you. And um, that makes what I'm about to say like a little less embarrassing, maybe. Okay. How, how um, so? So in the office, I did make eye contact with Bruce mm-hmm. when, he, when he smiled at me. For some reason, I did this ridiculous air guitar movement. And for some reason, I was doing it left-handed with my tongue out, but it was like flat bass, too. So it was, it was, oh, it was awful. I can't believe I did it. Well, I, what, what happened? It just kind of got the, the, it seemed like the right move. I don't know. I don't know. I, I was really embarrassed for me, and, and so was he. And I swear I heard the receptionist under her breath say, that was the cringiest thing I've ever seen. And I was in a high school production of Mr. Roberts. Oh, well, that's that. It happens. Which is a good movie. I got to say, I like that movie. Mr. Roberts. Yes. Have you seen it? Who is that? Henry Fonda? It's, it's, uh, it's, what's his name? Costner. Costner. Okay. Yeah, he, he plays the murderous father. You remember this? Oh, yeah. Oh. Mr. Yeah, what is that? And that's Mr. Oh. Brooks. Oh, it's Mr. Brooks, yes. Well, what's Mr. Roberts then? I, well, that's, I think that? that's a boat movie with Henry Fonda. Oh, uh, I think it is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Where, um, where that shark is kind of around them the whole time, and then, and then when Dickie Dreyfus sees it, he goes, this boat needs to be way bigger. I think those are two different movies, but um, for a second I thought that was a clip from the movie. Right? I sound just like him. You really do have a pretty good, what did you call him, Dickie Dreyfus? That's what is that's the people that know him call him. Yeah. Sure. Okay. And I'm assuming then you know him. 
Um, I feel like I do from his films, you know, Krippendorf's Tribe and uh, uh, Mr. Holland's Opus. I like I like all all the good ones. Beautiful, 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 Cole. Love it. Yeah, I love that. Oh, so anyway, for for the rest of the day, I had this this thing in my head. And it was basically, what if Bruce Springsteen had a song called Dentist on the Edge of Town instead of Darkness? Uh-huh. I, I tried to write some lyrics for it, but I, I'm just not creative when it comes to writing earnest pop music. Like, you know, erotic, sometimes frightening watercolors on canvas. Sure, that I can do, but but not earnest pop music. So I was wondering, I, I know you're, you're kind of quick-witted. Um, off the top of your head... How do you think a song called Dentist on the Edge of Town might Oh, I, I have no idea. I, I <laughs> Just make something up really quick. I, I, can't, I can't. I just, I, I don't think I have it. I don't think I have it. You want me to try to write a thing off the top of my head? Just like that? Just it out, man. With it, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I guess it would probably go something like, Oh, see, I, it's just my, I feel silly. Oh, please. Oh. It would brighten my day, please. Well, some people, they need to get bridge work. And some others, they need root canal. When you got some issues with the teeth in your mouth, there's only one place you should go to, pal. Well, if you want to get your teeth cleaned, or if you just want to get everything checked, there's a spot down in Newbridge, so just know that there's a dentist on the edge of town. There's a dentist on the edge of town. Just well, some everybody's got some teeth, son. Some chompers that you want to replace. But some folks aren't sure about getting dentures. But they will put a big smile on your face. So if you want your teeth cleaned, or if you just want everything checked, there's a spot down in Newbridge, so know that there's a dentist on the edge of town. There's a dentist on the edge of town. I was stupid. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I'm sorry I broke in there because I was thinking there's no way this guy is going to have two verses of this thing. That it was the, the second off the top of my head. I swear, off the top of my head. This is why we call you the song doctor. Wait, is that what people call me? Oh yeah, everybody calls you that. Didn't you know that? No, I didn't. Um, oh my god! I mean, that that's that's great. That, I mean, the, the, to come up with that off the top of your head. I'm doing, yeah. doing the Namaste bow right now with my hands. Well, I appreciate it. That's very kind. Together. Thank you. You're a really, you're a great songwriter. Well, I mean, it's a, thank you. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm in a band. You are? I am, yeah. They're called Morbid Flagranticide. I get I guess you could call it we do extreme metal. Extreme metal. Yeah, yeah. Like what? Well, it would t- t- tell me more about that. Well, you know, we just put out our, our fourth album, and it, it's called One Exsanguination Under God. And I'll tell you, man, this record is the heaviest thing we've ever done. I honestly think it's the heaviest thing anyone's ever going to hear. It's literally the heaviest thing mm-hmm. ever. Man. I'm so proud of it. Well, let me, let me, I just got to interrupt you for one. This is a little bit of a, a little bit of a bee in my bonnet with this. It's just that you like, I'm not a big heavy metal guy. So, but every time you read or hear an interview with someone from a metal band, they're always saying like, oh, our new record is heavier than anything we've ever done before. And it just like makes you wonder. It's like, like at this point, how heavy can a band even get? Right, right. I hear you. I hear you. I, I hear you. But uh, well, let me play. Um, let me play the title track if that's cool. I'll play like 30 seconds of it or something. Is that okay? I, I, yeah, I yeah, that'd be great. We're heavy. We're doing it. All right, hang on. Okay. right well that's it's it's very it's very heavy it's really heavy right yeah yeah what what was that that's our music okay yeah it just it just sounded like i don't know what was i don't know what it sounded like exactly it's it's heavy it's the heaviest uh-huh it's like it's so heavy, it's not even music. Yeah, no, that, that's kind of, I guess, what I was trying to get at, is that it's it's so heavy that it's kind of not music. It's just like, it's the, the, the oral equivalent of just like a cinder block. That's what that was? Yeah. The, the oral equivalent of a cinder block. Yeah, right? Um, yeah, I didn't know that was something to strive for, but you know, absolutely. You're close. Yeah, yeah. You know what I gotta say though, your um, your song really brightened my day. It's it, it's uh, I'm in a, I'm in a pretty rough patch. I know I sound all happy go lucky, but I'm not. Well, I'm glad I could help out. That that, that you, I didn't realize the dentist on the edge of town would mean that much to you. Oh, it, it did. It did. You know, it's it's like a a rare a rare bright spot in, in a really terrible month. And why, what, what's making it so terrible? Well, Tom, I, I do rock on the weekends, but my day gig is floor manager of Mannheim Office Solutions on Pancake Boulevard. Okay. Uh, oh, geez, about 
two weeks ago, there's really no other way to say this. I, I, I lost control of the office. Okay. How, how did you lose? What is your, what is your job there again? You are a, a... I, I, I'm the floor manager. I'm, I'm in charge. I'm, okay. I'm the, 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 I'm in charge of the day to day operations uh, at uh, Mannheim office, office uh, solutions. And um, basically what happened was um, I showed weakness when I hesitated in reprimanding an employee for talking back to me and a couple guys from the loading dock where it just happened to be in the break room when it happened. And when they saw me kind of hesitate, these guys, they're total alpha males. They, they seized upon that moment and they mounted this coup and turned everybody in the place against me. How so? Like what, how, how do you turn everyone against somebody? It's like you're working. I know they, they just started like trying to undermine my authority before I knew it. All the employees had me barricaded in my office while they ordered out for beer and tostadas from Los Amigos and put it on my credit card. So they got beer and, and, and tostadas delivered and you had to pay for it. And they locked me in my office and that's just the tip of the iceberg. Well, my name's not Bert. Um, it, it, um, no, that's a saying. That's what that, that's what Don Deluise says to Bert Reynolds uh, in that ski ski resort bar scene. In the end, he does not say that's the tip of the ice, comma Bert. Well, maybe you're right. I've never seen it, and it's it's about. No, it's it, okay. This, and but I, okay, you didn't see the movie The End. Fair enough. You've heard the saying "tip of the iceberg," though, haven't you? Is that what it, I, I think I always thought it was just the tip of the ice, comma bird. Well, it's okay. Well, then that's just an honest mistake, and it's not. But it's iceberg. Okay. Okay. Well, irregardless, it's complete madness in the office now. Everybody's out of control. It's like a suck dog concert, but with staplers and post-it notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's a sure is. <laughs> okay. So, so it's bad news. Is it's what you're really saying. And I dread, I dread going in every day because I'm terrified. My regional manager Julie is going to walk in when my underlings have me taped to one of those roller chairs, like an office chair and they're putting bets on how fast they can push me the 30 feet from the break room into the company Christmas tree over and over again. So they're just pushing you over and over again. Yeah. In the, in, in your chair. Yes. And and once I slam into the tree, they untape me and I have to put all the ornaments back up and then they tape me up again. As if you're the jerk who knocked them over. Exactly. Yeah. It's really, I don't know what to do. It's a, it's a major, major conflict. I, I don't know how, how to resolve, you know? Um, so that's, that's going on. But, you know, speaking of conflict. Yeah. Have you seen this Kenny G documentary? I have. Yes. I, I thought it was great. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I, I really like, uh, oh. I like the filmmaker a lot. 
Yeah. Well, I was going to bring this up. Her, her name's Penny, right? Is that right? Yes. Penny Lane. Yeah. Now, I understand why Penny left this out, but I was hoping there would be some mention of Kenny's pension for slap fights. Okay. I, I didn't know about that because, yeah, look, that obviously was not in the in the finished documentary, but I didn't know that oh, Kenny no. G was into slap fights at all. He he loves it, and he so much so he has worn the slap tattooed on his left haunch. Well, this is... It, Wow. Now, for the first time, I'm questioning who should have made this Kenny G documentary. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, basically how this started, the story goes that back in Seattle in the early 80s, Kenny met his hero, Grover Washington Jr., mm-hmm. and and he goes up to Grover and he says, I'm a huge fan. It would mean the world to me if I could sit in with you. Mm-hmm. And And Grover says, he can if he goes three rounds with him in a back alley slap fight. Okay. Wow. What happened? Right? Yeah. So Kenny has no idea what a slap fight is, and he gets, I don't know what you're talking about, but halfway out of his mouth when Grover lands the loudest, juiciest slap across Kenny's right cheek. Uh, apparently it was so loud. People in the venue thought it was a gunshot. But the slap was so wow. Okay. That's a loud slap. So, so loud. And this flipped some switch in Kenny and without even thinking, Kenny retaliates with a slap across Grover's face that drum legend Steve Gadd said lifted Grover almost a foot into the air and left a mark just like that mark in that scene in Tommy Boy where Tommy and Richard get into that fight and Richard hits him in the face with a board. And then, you know, in the next scene, Richard is sitting across from Tommy and Tommy goes, Richard, is there a mark on my face? And Richard goes, I don't see one. And, and he, he, Tommy, he turns his face to the right and he goes, it goes from here to hear that's a huge red mark on his face yeah wow i i remember that scene i i'm um one thing i'm one takeaway from this is i didn't know steve gadd was such a such a huge uh chris farley david spade fan he loves all of it okay he loves everything they've ever done mm-hmm. yeah Wow, that's yeah, that's 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 kind of cool. Kind of all he talks about. Yeah, I didn't know that Steve. Uh, I mean, I didn't know that Steve Gadd loved those movies, and I really didn't know that Kenny G was such a masterful slap fighter. Oh my God! Yes, yeah, uh, he he totally. By all accounts, Kenny just took to slap fighting like a duck to Walter. Hmm. Water. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, take a drink. I, I don't mind. No, no, no. I'm saying that, again, it's a little flub there. It's like a duck to water. Oh, that makes total sense. I, I th- yeah, I, I don't know what I thought it meant, a, a duck to Walter. I guess that always, that always confused me. I thought maybe it was, uh, it was about Walter from uh, the hardcore band Gorilla Biscuits, which I, sure. still doesn't make sense to me. Well, no, I mean, it could make sense if it was uh, after a rousing Gorilla Biscuits show if if uh, he was very thirsty. 
but that's not what the that's not what that saying comes from even a little bit. Okay. All right. Well, I'll 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 have to look into that. Um I I actually had a similar thing happen to me uh ooh. like the Kenny G thing with um Do you know who Henry Rollins is? I I do. He was in a band that I used to bop down to see called Black Flag. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I was backstage and during his Rollins band times and there was this guitar back there and I was like, man, that is, I said to him like, sir, that is such a cool guitar. Yeah. And do you know what he said to me? I don't know. He said, you want it? And I was like, are you kidding? Yeah. And then you know what he said to me? No. He said, it's all yours. If you can take it from me. Oh, no. And he's ripped. He's ripped. And um, I just started, I chickened out and did not try to get it from him. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. I blew it. I should have tried at least. He should have taken your shirt off and, 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 and just grabbed it. I mean, he would probably be like so confused why you took your shirt off that it would give you a millisecond of a jump on him. Yeah, or I could have done the move like in Midnight Run when Robert De Niro goes, Marvin, look out, and then he looks and he punches him. Yes, that or like, oh, my God, a UFO is in the, other, is in the corner of the room or something mm-hmm. like that, or your yeah. shoes are untied. Yeah, or if you got a good friend, you do the patty cake thing with them. Oh, I love patty cake, yes. Patty cake, patty cake, baker, man. Bake me a cake as fast as you can, and you punch on can. Right. You punch, and then you, you take the bag of money, and then when mm-hmm. you get to your safe house, what do you and, and your partner do when you're, you open up that sack of money? We roll in it. I pour it on the bed. And what are you saying, though? Are you, are you singing something over and over again? Well, I, usually I sing we're in the money at that point. That's it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, you know, um, getting back to Kenny, it's not well known, but but Kenny has an advanced person who searches each city for slap fight opponents to go head to head with uh, him, and uh, what he he's pretty much slap fighting until he goes on stage. Wow, so he must keep him uh, must keep him in shape then, because I know he's big on practicing his saxophone. Yes. He also he practices his slap fighting with the same dedication, is what you're implying. Absolutely, yeah. And so, I mean, like, he's, he's in full slap fight mode just, like, a minute before he goes on. And that's why he's so red-faced when he launches into his opener slip of the tongue. Because he's been slap fighting. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. wait, what is his opener? Uh, slip of the tongue. Okay, is that one of his songs? Please, yes. I thought you were a diehard fan. Well, not not so much. I thought you were a G man. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm a I'm a, a I'm a die easy fan. Okay. All right. All right. Oh. Uh, and speaking of things that are shocking. Yeah. What's that? So I go to see Bob Dylan at the Newbridge Performance Center for the Folk Rock Arts last night. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's this this guy three seats down from me, 
and he's just hooping and hollering through the entire show. So annoying. Mm-hmm. Keeps asking for these real obvious Dylan songs that Dylan hasn't played for years. Mm-hmm. You know, all, all that stuff. He's got like dancing and stuff. And he, he, he brought a Traveling Wilburys album with him that he kept trying to get Bob to sign during the show. Just mortifying behavior. And I was so angry I wanted to throttle him, but my girlfriend kept talking me out of it. Uh-huh. So, show's over. I'm driving my girlfriend back to her house, and I, I drop her off at her place, and I start driving home. And I see that there's this car accident up ahead. Mm-hmm. A, a, a car has skidded off the road and it, it, into this big ditch, and, and there's smoke coming from the car. And I, I can hear this guy moaning for help in the car. And I, so I got in my car, and I run up there, right? Mm-hmm. Tom, you're never going to believe this. Yeah. The guy in the car is that a-hole from the Dylan concert. Wow. That's weird. What a coincidence. No, it's, it's crazy. I, I, and he's going, please help me. Please. And I, I lean in and I go, hey, um, name one song up under the red sky. And he's like, what? What? And I go, how about one song from Desire? And he goes, please help me. And I go, are you even a fan? He goes, oh, you got to help me, please. And I go, all right, I'll help you if you can tell me who plays tambourine on like a Rolling Stone. That's Bruce Langhorn, of course. And he he doesn't know. And, And he looks at me like he can't believe what I'm doing. And I put my mouth to his ear and I go, you were such a D-bag at that show tonight. You ruined the concert for so many people. And he goes, I'm sorry, please, please call an ambulance. And I look into his eyes, and I said the exact same thing B. Snyder said to my friend Hody Patterson in 1984 when we went to see Twisted Sister open for Iron Maiden at the Newbridge Arena Rock Arena. See, Hody loved all that new wave of British heavy metal stuff, and he thought Twisted Sister was beneath him. So Hody just stood there with his arms folded the whole time. And B sees him out there standing all bored, and he says, Everybody having a good time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'd be having a good time, too, if it wasn't for this one guy in the second row. And B tells the spotlight person to shine the light on Hody. Crazy! Wow, that's crazy. Everyone, start, everyone starts throwing stuff at Hody. Uh huh. He must have got hit with at least fifteen painters' hats. <laughs> yeah, they wore wow. painters' hats back then. That was. I don't even know where I'd buy a painters' hat these days, except at a a Sherwin Williams. Yeah, I don't think people rock in, in them anymore. I think he, I think people just paint in them now. You know? I don't even know if painters paint in them anymore. Probably not. I don't know. I wonder if painters still wear painters' pants, you know, because they had the big loop for your brush. Yeah. That I don't know. Me don't neither. Know. Any, yeah. Anyway, so D tells the spotlight person to shine the light on Hody, and everyone starts throwing stuff at him, and Hody is so embarrassed. And, you know, he wants to save face, so he starts rocking out. 
you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and he points right at him and goes, he says the same thing I said to the guy in the ditch. It's too late now, motherfucker. And Tom. Yeah. I left him there. That's terrible. I have no idea what happened to him. I don't know if he's alive. Probably a a pretty good idea what happened to him. Yeah, I think he's dead. Yeah, I would say that's the pretty good idea that I was referring to. Wait, are you judging me? A little bit, yeah. Uh, On this one, yes. Why? Because, Because, what's that? He didn't ruin it. Yes, he did. He did? Oh, well, even if he ruined it, it doesn't mean he deserves to perish. Well, I paid a lot of money for those tickets. How much did you pay? $7,000. Wow, that is a fair amount of money. Why were they that much? Where were your seats? Well, I didn't even know he was playing until that night, so I, I, I went to... Uh, you know, I, I, I went to the arena and there was a scalper there and, um, mm. the, the seats were pretty good. So I had that money on me. So, so the scalper, did, did you name the price or did the scalper name the price? I did. I said I had $7,000 in my wallet. Well, well, you can't be mad as you probably should have said, I have $200 and seen what the scalper said. Why would you offer all the money you have? I guess I wanted him to think I was a big man, like a big spender. Sure, and how's that working for you now? Well, I see the error, the error in it right now. Yeah, yeah. That might not not been such a great a great idea. Do you even know the name of the scalper that you would be willing to spend that much money to impress? Um, I didn't know it. No, and I'll probably never see him again. Yeah, yeah. And, How and, do you- this i'm really i'm really questioning my logic yeah yeah i think you're it's a real misfire shep yeah it really is oh no wait what, what's going on now oh no what well i guess what they say about the best show being the favorite podcast of america's biggest a-holes is true wait they say that i i don't like that that's what i've seen it in a lot of uh um um, comedy radio forums. Oh, okay. Well, then that's fair. At least, at least, at least they're fans of the medium. Yeah, it's, it's a website called a special thing two t o o. Oh, well, I'm glad that it's back. It's back. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what a relief. Yeah. Yeah, we miss it. Uh, so they're going on. They're they're okay. Well, what's going on? It's the guy left in the ditch. He didn't die. He didn't die. Okay, well, then I was wrong. Oh, no. He must have heard me unburdening myself and traced the call. Well, Shep, I don't know what to tell you. Oh, no. He's he's rooting around in my bushes. Uh-huh. Oh, man. He's got a portable guillotine, and he's sharpening it. Oh, no. Oh, Oh, well, Tom, I guess yeah. I'm going to go face my music. But speaking of music, before I do that, yeah, I want to. I think I've arrived at my at my number one song. Okay, what is that? 
Uh, it's a song by Cindy Lauper called Shebop. Oh, okay. I'm familiar with it. Why do you think that should make the list? Well, I think it, is, it should be on the list because as far as I know, it's the only song about a woman cranking it and not a guy. Okay, I got to go. Oh, man. Well, best of luck to you, Shep. Thank you so much. All right. All right. Au revoir. Au revoir. Wow. Poor Shep. Poor Shep, huh? Who do we got here? We got other calls, Pat? Sure do. Throw, throw, throw one my way, please, if you would. Thank you so much. All right. Hello? Yes, hi. To who, uh, welcome to the best show. To whom am I speaking? Hello, Tom. Hi, who is this? This is uh, Jason. Oh, look at that. I know who this is. I know this guy. This guy in the in the pantheon of greatness. And I don't just mean the pantheon of greatness for this show. I mean the pantheon of greatness for everybody. I mean, you put this guy up against... Um, I put this guy up against, like, man, like Ron Livingston. He's better than Ron Livingston, the actor. He's better than, like, uh, any of those kids on The Freaks and the Geeks. He's better than all of them. Um, What else? Who else is he better than? He's better than... Taylor Hawkins from the Foo Fighters. He's just like better than most. Most he's better than most. Well, it, it would be unseemly if I said it. Say that again. It would be unseemly if I said it. So. Oh no, you need you don't need to say it. Your reputation does precede you, sir. <laughs> so to to what do I owe the pleasure of this call, my friend? Well. I'm um, calling you from the great city of Philadelphia. That's right. City of brotherly love. Yes. And I'm here with my brother from another mother, uh, uh, Perry Shaw, mm-hmm. in his in his temple of shallness. And the thing, when they say it's the city of brotherly love, what they mean by that yep. is, and I'll explain this to people who don't know, people love their brother, but they also fight with him all the time. Yes. And maybe you throw batteries at your brother <laughs> or, or call him or use hate speech to refer to your brother. <laughs> That's what they mean by that city, the city of brotherly love, but they love they, it's love. Yeah. So what's uh, Perry shall Perry shall what's he up to yeah. these days? He, we just, we're just, uh, we're sitting here with, uh, with his, uh, delightful cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, into the mesh show. What's his cat's name? Gildan. Uh, Perry. Get, Perry will get that one. Hold on. Perry. Perry. Ask him if his cat's name is Gildan. Is your cat's name Gildan? Tom wants to know if your cat's name is Gildan. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's a T-shirt joke. Screen stars. The cat. Screen stars. Yeah, your cat. 
<laughs> He's supposed to name screen stuff. His cat is uh, his, his cat's name fifty fifty. <laughs> well, that's the breed. Won't shrink. Your cat's a fifty fifty. Won't shrink in the she's wash. A screen, a screen. Yeah, she's a screen stars fifty fifty. Okay. Yeah. Twelve uh, twelve fourteen. <laughs> twelve fourteen, Perry. <laughs> she's a twelve fourteen. That's how much she weighs. Yeah, that's how much she weighs. He said. Yeah. How much she weighs? Yeah, that's cat talk. Yeah, that's cat talk. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, look. This the Perry Shally's very talented. He's a great musician. He's in a band called oh, Hound, which I love. And he's got another project that I'm blanking on the name of. What is it again called? Uh, Guns and Roses. What's it called? <laughs> what is the band called? His other band. Uh, Wildflowers. Wildflowers, not Guns and Roses. I knew it had flowers in it somewhere. Yeah, no guns though. No guns. Um. So, Jason, how are you, my friend? Well. It's been we, the last time that you and I talked on these airwaves. It was another planet, I believe. Yeah, I think we lived on a different planet. Lived in an absolute different planet. Well, look at it now. Look at oh, it now, God. Ma. Look! Look at us go. Look at us go here. The world is a garbage fire, <laughs> a dumpster fire. I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. All the phrases that the kids use the these phrases. days. These right. kids with these phrases. I don't even know where they get them from. Right? On fleek. Who knows? Who knows? I think from the TikTok. From the TikTok. I got to get on this TikTok. I think it's about time for TikTok to die. So it means for it to be, for it to be, be properly killed, I should join it. And then people, kids will be like, let's get out of here and head on over to Zipper, whatever, whatever the new thing is. Right. Right? Yeah. You could probably get the people from Zipper to pay you to do that. Yeah. No, that's what they do. They pay me to, they pay me to, they call it decooling. And I go and do my thing, and I'm like, hey, guys, having a lot of fun over here at TikTok. Watch my new dance. Watch me do this dance. I like to work it, work it. I like to work it, work it. That's me. I'm just doing a dance to, um, yeah, I like to dance to all the songs. And then the kids are just like, bite my, and I head on over to Parlor. Kids like parlor these days. I don't know what anything is. I just mm-hmm. barely know what anything is anymore. Well, you don't need to. You don't need to know, Pops. My time has passed. Your time has passed. My time has passed. Your time has passed. We're like, uh, it's like the odd couple up in this piece. <laughs> Grumpy old men. So... What 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 what's a what's a fun thing you can tell me, Jason? Well, I got a couple things if you have time. I do. Well, I have a suggestion for the song list. Okay, what do you got? Uh, Fascination Street by The Cure. No. Oh, that might even make, that might not even make the top one hundred Cure songs. Oh, I don't know. I love that song. Oh, that's a good song. 
The Cure got some good songs in there, man. But there's some stiff competition. You know what song I might put on it? Uh, 10.15 on a Saturday night. No, I'd probably put In Between Days would be the Cure song I would put on the list. That's a good song. That is a good song. Some would say it's their best song. Or what about flicka 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 here you are. Yeah, it's a good one. Good. So many good ones. Yeah. What else you got? So well, since that was a that was a bust. It wasn't a bust. It just didn't make the. There's 80 million songs out there. I'm looking for the best 100 of them. You can't put too much pressure on it. Look, I've got five more cure songs that I want. No, to this guy's. This guy's. Look, I'll say this about this, Jason. Yeah. This guy's got the same thing. You spot it in these guys, whether it's uh, Coach Saban or. <laughs> It's that winning instinct, and they want to win no matter what. I know. So I'm assuming at some point during this, you're going to bribe me to put Fascination Street on the thing, just like an old-fashioned college sports payoff. Check your Venmo, Tom. Yeah, check my Venmo, just like, and look, I'm not saying Coach Saban is on the take. I'm not saying, I would never say that. I'll let the authorities take care of that. Uh, Look, you, you can take the boy out of Alabama, but yeah, you can't. You take, can take the boy out of Alabama, but uh, look, it'll be fun when he's on trial. It'll be great. <laughs> then you'll get up close and personal with them, right? If you get one of those, you yeah. show up at the courthouse early. No, I'm kidding. He seems like a great man. And the blood elephants are killing it this year. Everybody's loving their on. their latest football exploits. I watched that Iron Bowl. Mm-hmm. I can't believe what I was saying. The, the Alabama Auburn game. It's the, the Iron Bowl. That's what they call it. The, yeah, it's for some people. It's the only only sporting game that matters the entire year. They don't care okay. about anything else. Yeah. Well, they should check out other sports and other things that are out there. <laughs> There's not plenty of options. Not where I'm from. This is like okay. this is like this is like the rapture meets uh I don't know. It's probably like the rapture for some people. It's that big of a deal. Sure. Yeah. So who won the Iron Bowl this year? Oh, Alabama in like four overtimes or something. It was nuts. Okay. It was and were in- you mad that it went that far overtime? Were you just like No you like this is a disgrace? They should be was, winning by 80. It was the most thrilling thing I've ever seen. Well, I won't say that, but it was pretty. Now, there are, you've seen some pretty thrilling scene, things. You've seen. I'm given, uh, I'm given to hyperbole. I've seen children being born. So you've seen children being born. You've seen, yeah. you've seen me on a stage. There's so many more thrilling things. I'm kidding. That's my number one and two. Yeah, there it is. No, so so the Iron Bowl, the they won of, in overtime. My children and then seeing you on yeah. the yeah. and Coach Saban, what did he do? Did he whip his Diet Coke at the at the refs? <laughs> I, I bet it was like a blur. Like I could not believe mm-hmm. what what was going on. 
Well, are they going to win? They're going to win it all this year. I think so. I don't know. I mean, I really haven't watched that many games. That's honestly the only Alabama game I watched this year. Um, mm-hmm. And um, now, now you're all D's and D's. You're like a Philly guy now. You're like I am a Philly guy. You're like, oh, my own. We got the the, the freaking Eagles are playing. Go birds. Go birds. Yeah, I actually had a hoagie from the corner store today. Ben Simmons sucks. <laughs> That's when I'll know you're a true Philly Philly guy. Well, I I eat scrapple and I had mm-hmm. a hoagie today, so that's all you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what did he say? Uh, he said I only listen to Holland Oats. Well, that's good. Tell him I only listen to Hound. No, don't tell him. He can hear it himself. <laughs> Tell him. Yeah, you tell him that I said. Yes, where you tell. Yeah, I like you're mad at each other. You tell him that I told the teeth. So. That's thrilling. That's thrilling radio. What else do you have for the list? Okay, so here's. Well, I don't have anything else for the list, but I did have a a thing that happened to me. All right. And it's been a long, weird. Like, I've, I've lived all over the place. So I lived in Philly last time we talked. Yeah, and I've yeah. lived all over the place since then, and now I'm back in Philly. Yeah. So back. that I will say. And so I was back in Philly one night, and uh, my girlfriend was at her um, mother's house for the evening, and so I was there by myself, and I was having trouble sleeping. So I go outside on the uh, outside of our apartment on the little landing out there in front of the door. We call them mm-hmm. porches down home. I don't know what, what y'all call them up here, but no, they call them porches also. Okay. Por- so porches are a pretty relative, uh, uh, a relatively universal I think, term. I think porch is an ancient word. Actually, I think it's in the Bible. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I believe Ezekiel, uh, had a, <laughs> unto, uh, unto Abraham and they both had sweet tea. Yeah. And thou shalt set us upon thine porch. Yeah. Thou shalt, because uh, you get those rocking chairs at the Cracker Barrel. That's right. <laughs> so, so uh, I'm I'm standing on the porch, mm-hmm. and this fellow walks up to me. And it's midnight, by the way. It's midnight. Okay. And this fellow walks up toward me, which is never a good, <laughs> never a good. Now, anybody walking toward you at at midnight anywhere is generally not a positive thing. Yeah. And he's on his phone, so I can't tell if he's talking to me. Mm-hmm. Or if he's talking on his phone, but he's looking me right in the eyes. Okay. This guy's got like jorts on and a white t shirt. Oh, it's Kevin Smith. <laughs> well, they were form fitting jorts. Okay, then it's They're not Kevin off. Smith. Jorts. No. And, and, and like work boots. Okay. And so he's like, um, he's like, um, he's like, this guy, you know, this guy's down the corner. Palmer Frankfurt kicking in car windows. Mm-hmm. I like, excuse me. He's like, yeah, he's kicking in car windows. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he's this little guy, uh, about 130 pounds. He's got a camera swung around his shoulder and he's kicking in car windows. And I'm walking my dog and I got my flip flops on. <laughs> and I, and I said, what are you doing? He goes, aren't, he said, aren't you tired? Of all these New York people coming down here. And he started running up and he, and he run up, uh, he run up Tulip down to Nars and I went to put my shoes back on and came out to call the cops and I'm dialing 911 and they won't answer. 
So he's calling 911. They won't answer. His phone's not working. So he gets me to try to call 911. And I'm like, this is not the thing you call 911 for. So I stop calling 911. I try to call the local cops. I tell them what's going on. And then, and then I get off the phone. I tell them what happened. And then he said a thing. You know, every now and then you hear somebody say a thing and you're very jealous that you didn't get to write the thing that they said. It's a thing they said sure. in real life. Sure, absolutely. So, so this is, this is what he said. He said, and I can't even post back this on Facebook because I'm in Facebook jail because I went on there and said Madonna was a hoe, but I didn't even mean it that way. Yeah, those things that are just like monologues of humanity. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty amazing one. I heard somebody in New York say when I was walking around, they were like, "And I couldn't believe when David Hyde Pierce showed up in it." <laughs> and that was all I needed to know. Yeah. Um. And then I think the guy disappeared into the night. I never saw him again. Yeah. Never to be seen again. Could have been a figment of your imagination. That could be your fight club. I need to get. (laughs) That could be your fight club. Windshield club. The windshield club. (laughs) The fight club, or as you call it, just in Philly club. A club. (laughs) Yeah. It's just referred to a club in Philly. It's just called Tuesday. Yeah, they just call it Tuesday. Um, What else, my friend? Anything? That's it. Perry, do you want to say hi or anything? Well, you tell Perry I'll talk to him later. I got to talk to someone. He he said that everybody wants to rule the world is his suggestion for the list. No, that's not making the list. But tell Perry I did see Tears for Fears in Philadelphia uh, on the Songs from the Big Chair tour. Uh, Tom saw Tears for Fears in Philadelphia on the uh, Songs from the Big Chair tour. And Terry said, oh, wow. Yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> no, he would be many. It was a very sincere, oh, wow. Oh, okay. Good, good. It was sincere. It was no, I, look, I love you. I love Perry. God bless oh, both we of you. Love you. God My bless God. both of you. Go, birds. Tell Go Perry birds. that. This is my advice to you. Go yeah. easy on the scrapple. Oh, definitely. I got. I got to stop. Go. I got to go eat yeah, on everything. You're going to get gout. You're going to get gout. Yeah, I know. All right, buddy. I will talk to you soon. Okay, Tom. Good to talk with you. Great. Great to talk to you. You have a grand evening. Uh, you just mate, mate. Good call. Good call. Good guy. Good guy. Let's hear it. Uh, give me another one, Pat, please. Hello, best show. Hi. Hey, how's it going, Tom? Good. To whom yeah. am I speaking? This is uh, Cole calling from uh, New York City. Colt? Cole. C-O-L-E. Cole. Oh, not like, but not not Cole in the way that like if if Santa don't like you, you don't get, no. uh, okay. As in like uh, anything goes. Like anything goes. Gotcha. Okay. Um, what do I owe the pleasure of this call, my friend? Well, thanks for taking my call. I'm a new listener. I, my first episode was actually, uh, so somebody in your life doesn't like the best show. 
Now, there you go. Look, and then, and how did that work for you? It worked out great. I got hooked and, uh, it actually led to my dad and I in a really roundabout way, watching a bunch of Bob and Ray clips on YouTube after I learned about your affinity for Chris Elliott and his dad, of course, you know, led to some great moments in my life already. So thank you for that. Oh, that's fantastic. That's, that's very, yeah. that's very meaningful. You and you and your old pops bonding over the best show. That's a sweet thing. Yeah, I would say so. And let me just say also, I didn't mention at the beginning of the show, we are we started off, we played uh, Kurt Vile. What did we play? Wheel, Wheelha- Wheelhouse? What's the song called? I can't remember now. What was it again? Did we play? Yeah, we played Wheelhouse from Believe I'm Going Down. I just wanted to uh, give credit where credit's due. KV in the house yet again. My favorite. All right. What's Love up? Yeah, me too. So what, uh, what, what do you got for me, Cole? I got some options. Um, the first one I wanted to throw out there was a E-52 song, Private Idaho. Okay. That's a good song. Okay. Second one I'm throwing out there is, uh, (laughs) okay, I figured, uh, King of Rock and Roll by Prefab Sprout. Yeah, so that ain't making no lists. How about I go to uh, Strange from Galaxy 500? Love that song. All right. <laughs> Ain't making the list. I'll give you two more. Why's everybody uh, acting so funny? I went to fall, went to the fall, I tried to buy a piece of bread. I went down to the station. I had to wait, right? You forgot the pork and beans line, but sorry, look, we forgive you. Look, if you would have suggested, when, when will you come home? Uh, watching yeah. TV yeah. all alone. For sure. Watching yeah, Kojak have... all alone. That's a great I song. Thunder also written down. Those are the two I was going to give you. That's like Luther Honda. Yep. <laughs> great. Galaxy 500. Great band. One of the all, one of the great bands. Another one I'll, uh, I'll do. Maybe I'll do two more really quickly. So one is uh, I'm a big Pixies guy. And I was wondering no. if you any Pixies song. No. no okay. There's not going to be any Pixies on Pixies. <laughs> Pixies, are, Pixies are just fine. That's all right. I'm from Massachusetts, so I'm trying to sneak in a couple. Pixies uh, are just all right with me. Now, the thing with the Pixies is, look, I was there. Not the quote uh, LCD sound system, but I was there. I was there when the Pixies <laughs> played CBGBs in 1988 or whatever it was. They were okay. I saw them on when they had the EP out and then when they had the album out. They were fine. I used to uh, live in East Hampton, Massachusetts. And uh, Frank Black of the Pixies, Black Francis, had a studio space next to mine. Mm-hmm. And we often be at the urinal together. Nice guy. Well, look, I'm sure he's a great guy. Will, will you put that on your top 100 urinal pals list? Uh, I mean, the, pi- the Pixies will make that list. They ain't making this one. It's true, yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'll throw one more your way, I guess. Yeah, uh, what you got? Solo John Cale. Looking at uh, either Big White Cloud or Gideon's Bible. Man, now you're now you're talking my language. You sure you sure we shouldn't go with uh, 
We shouldn't just go through the song Paris 1919. Whew. It's tough with that guy. It's like you'd have to just put them all on the wall and throw a dart with your eyes closed. We might have to go with guts. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, we're going to give some thought to the John Cale of it all, as they say. Okay. But that's a good call. I, I got a question for you, though, which is, of course. is Andy Newman qualified to make the list? Is who? Newman from Seinfeld? No, he doesn't have any songs. How about Randy, his brother? Randy, oh, Randy, Newman has more of a chance than Randy Newman of making the list. <laughs> okay. Oof. All right. Well, you know, I'm happy to fall flat. Ain't a, ain't a Randy Newman. Look, I don't get it. Randy Newman, perfectly fine. For, for a lot of people, love it. I don't get it. It seems it seems like, like an old crab apple. Life. Old crab apple sitting at the piano, singing his crab apple songs. Well, you know, yep. enough to each their own. Exactly. That's all I'm asking. To be yeah. recognized. John Hodgman, people like what they like. People like what they like, exactly. And people love the music of Tom Waits. I like Tom Waits <laughs> as an actor. I prefer him as an actor. Yeah, they really smoothed him out in Licorice Pizza. I couldn't really recognize him at first. Yeah, they smoothed him out. Ah, uh, look, I he's fine. They did the old app. They put them through the old uh, the old uh, Marvel app that smooths everybody out, so they can do flashbacks. They put them through the Irishman app. That's what I was thinking. It had a little bit of an Irishman tinge to it. Yeah, I don't know if they did. I don't know. I gotta. I'll see it again. I'll make my mind up on whether they right. smooth them out or not. All right, Cole. Thanks for the call. Good. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Have a great have night. a grand evening. Bye, Mike. What else we got, Pat? Anybody? Hello, Besha. Hello. Hello, hi. To whom am I speaking? Um, this is Josh in Houston. Josh in Houston. What's going on in Houston tonight, Josh? Um, is this Tom? It is Tom. So it's um, it's Jonathan. Houston. Jonathan. How are you tonight? Yes, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm like, uh, I'm excited to hear from you. Hold on. Oh, it's nice to hear from you, Jonathan. Did you watch this new uh, Sex in the City reboot? Um, I cannot say I did. But you uh, could, but you'd be lying. <laughs> no, it's not on my radar, really. I, I saw it when it when the show first came out. I think I I watched it a little bit, but not. Mm-hmm. Uh, just not on my radar. It's not good. It's yeah. not good. Jonathan, it's not good. Makes yeah. me not want to play the slot machine anymore. You don't think you can um, separate the two? I'm going to have to learn to separate the art from the artist. You're right. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if I get there. What do you got for me tonight, Jonathan? Anything exciting? Um, in terms, I got stuff for the topic. Um, exciting, like um, I'm just hanging out, listening to the best show nice. with my dog. What's your dog's name? My dog's name is Oliver. I've Oliver. Talked to you about him like years ago. And Oliver is named after Oliver and Company. 
Um, no, he's not. Oliver Platt? Um, no, but I like Oliver Platt. Okay. Because yeah. Oliver sounded like the and right name. Yeah, he's actually named after, like, um, it's Olivier. Okay. Um, you know, which is actually a better name, I think, sometimes, but... Mm. But you're in, you're in Houston. I think Oliver might be the way to go in Houston. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. I guess I don't know what you're implying about Houston. Like Houston's got a lot of. Uh, it's the most diverse city in the in the United States. No, I'm just saying. But it's still it's still look. Okay. Oh, well, then let me par- Let me let me modify my statement. You're still in Texas. Yeah, that's a, yeah. I'll take it. Well, yeah, that's fine. It's it's oversimplifying it, but I right. know. Okay, so you think sure, like Houston's wildly diverse. Uh, it's amazing. That's it great. Is. I I'm not questioning yeah. it. I know that. I already I did know that already. I I'm, this is not news to me. Yeah. But you and you and Oliver take a drive an hour outside of town, and then see what happens when you start calling Olivier. Yeah, that, uh, that's all I'm saying. Uh, and look, I could say the same thing for New Jersey or California. Mm-hmm. We're all living in no, bubbles. I, I, I'm not taking offense to your comment. I just, I always want to. Uh, Clarify. You want to clarify because you don't feel like people even know that that's the case. Yeah, like everybody knows Austin, obviously, mm-hmm. but, and, and some people, you know. Well, Boston is not in Texas. I got. I'm sorry to break it to you. Boston is in Massachusetts. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, look. I. Too, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. The, the state gets smeared a fair amount. Yeah. But then again, you ain't doing that hot with a lot of things down there, my friend. Yeah, it, 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 it's having it's having some struggles, but um, yeah. But um, but know. I'm also not one of these people. Wait. I'll say this: you know what drives me more nuts than anything when these people are like, when these people are just like, yeah, bad thing happened to a red state. Too bad. That's one of the worst. That's one of the worst, most anti-human uh, uh, attitudes you could have. Absolutely. Well, they're like, well, they voted the different way. It's like, yeah. Well, first of all, there's a lot of people there that voted exactly the way you want. There's just more of the other, uh, the other group. And secondly, it's still humans. Yeah. Even, no, if it's, even if they're bad humans, they're here. Be be the better person in those cases, and fight the right fight, and you don't get caught up on just this vindictive. Yeah, too bad, too bad, Kentucky. That's terrible. A tragedy's tragedy. It doesn't help. It doesn't help you out, and it doesn't help the bigger issue out either by taking that attitude. I don't know. You don't gain anything from that. You just make sure you're, t- you just make sure you're fighting the right, uh, aimed at the right targets. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And you don't kick people when they're down. You try not to kick them when they're down. You get it. 
So what's up? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Um, so, um, no, I got, you want me to go? I got stuff for the topic. Yeah, let's hear it. Um, so I was thinking about, um, when you first brought it up, I know there was a little discussion on like, what even are the parameters of this? Like, is anything under the sun? Um, so I was thinking like for myself when I was, I was like, I'm going to come with something that's just like obvious, that's Mm. mainstream and then something sort of outside the box. Yeah. What do you got? So do you want me to, um, you give me both, give me obvious and outside of the box. Obvious, like the outside the box is the one I want to argue on behalf of more, but, uh, and some other people can talk about this, but Born to Run is the obvious one. Yeah, Born to Run is going to make the list. Yeah, it should, because I know people are going to call in with their Springsteen stuff, and uh, everyone has their favorites, myself included. But, like, what's nice about Bruce always is that, like, at the end of the day, like, best album, best song, Born to Run. Just sort of- Born to Run represents a whole lot of things, and, uh, look, it's always going to be important to me. Because that's unlike all these other people, right? Mm-hmm. Unlike all these other people, I get what they. I get really like, like look, a, me, AP, Mike, and Pat. Uh, this is where we grew up, and we see when when he, when he sings about Highway Nine, it's like, yeah, that's Route Nine. So it's not yeah. a backyard. It'd be like you with a ZZ Top song down there, right? <laughs> Like you were like you grew up with Lagrange. Grew up in Chicago, but uh, I see your point. So it'd be like you and Eddie Money. Now he grew up on Long Island. Who's a Chicago person? It'd be like you and and uh, William Corgan. Yeah. Um, Who's your Chicago hero? Who's your ultimate Chicago hero? Like born and raised, or just like child? Anything. First one that comes to mind. Honestly, when you say that, like, instinctively, I just say Michael Jordan. <laughs> that's, like, applies, but, like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's my guy, you know. Yeah, there you go. And, and Michael Jordan, you're always going to feel a bond, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because he repped your city hard. But he wasn't from there. Imagine if he was from there, what that would be like. Well, that's what it's like with Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. He didn't, Bruce Springsteen didn't get drafted by New Jersey. Yeah. Now look, admittedly, half the songs are about getting out of New Jersey. What's that? David Bowie is not from New Jersey. Bowie. You got Dudio, the Jake Clemens of the, the best show. Yeah, that's exactly. Look, he is. <laughs> I kind of look at the best show crew as. I'm, I'm like Bruce Springsteen, the boss. Really? Yeah. And then they they are the E Street band. The be, the 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 Bruce Springsteen don't do the show without the E Street band. And the E Street band don't do the show without Bruce. So I'm like the leader of the band. I'm Bruce Springsteen. And then you got Pat. He's like the He's like the little Steven of the group, right? Undeniable. Mm-hmm. He's got his own thing. He's had his own show. He he does his own things. But he joins the fold, and he's and he's he's holding it down. Then he got, of course, a big man, AP Mike on the saxophone. It's like Clarence Clemens, right? 
Mm-hmm. Goes without saying. And then when it comes to Jason, I mean, how am I supposed to say he's anything other than Everett Bradley from the E Street Band? I, I know Bradley well, and I, I don't even know Everett Bradley. No, Jason's like the Everett Bradley of the E Street of of the best show. Good, good. I, I like Jake Clemens for him because it's like he's family. Well, that would make him Mike's uh, nephew. <laughs> I don't like that. I like it. That's weird. Oh, no, of course on. you do. Yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> of course you do. Yeah, it's the next generation. It's like it's, a, it's another, like, generation. It's like the West Virginia expansion of that yeah. show. Um, and it only makes sense, Tom, because my sensibilities don't fit the show. Yeah. There you go. Oh, see, okay, here we go. Let me... Let me finish with this caller, Dudio, and then this will be what we talk about. So what do you have for the topic? What do you oh, You would say okay, born to run. Yeah, born to run, of course, goes on the list. Okay, let me, let me tell you for my... For my well, hold, hold on one second. Hold on one second, Junior. Let's move Dancing Queen up to number three. Dancing Queen goes all the way up to number three, best songs. And then in tribute to Highway 9, Born to Run goes ninth on the list. Nice. There you go. Okay, what else we got? Okay, so for my uh, outside-the-box one, uh, and I have a, a little case to make. I have the 1812 Overture by Tchaikovsky. That's... Right? Yeah. That that song, to me, is like the... Um, I think of the movie Class of, of 1984 when the kid came crashing through the the uh, the light fixture to that with the school band playing that song when he was trying to kill the teacher at the end. Um, I don't know. Let me. Th- I don't know if we're going to get 1812. Can I give you my argument on it? Yeah, please. Of course. I'll, I'll move quickly. Of course. So. Um, Speaking just to the best show audience that I think they'll appreciate is that it has cannons in it, which is cool. It's the only song with cannons. Um, number two is that I think you should represent classical music, but you're not going to be able to put a symphony or like something bigger, but this is just an overture. So that's the closest thing to a song. And then three, most importantly, which I think you'll appreciate is there's a million renditions of it. And it always comes right around 15 minutes. So my argument is it's the perfect dog walking song. And I do that regularly. I put that on, walk the dog with the, with the goal of I'll finish this song. You know, interesting. Very you interesting. can't listen to an album. You don't want to make a playlist. I'm going to think about it. I don't know if 1812 Overture makes it, but I get what your point is. It's a great point. You're making a great point. Yeah. I'm, t- I'm telling you, it's a dog walking. Okay. Dog okay. Walk. You told me. I got gotcha. you. No, Let's I just think I, about I'll it. Take my case, and then I'll, I'll let the uh, we'll let, let the we'll let the the chips will fall where they may. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate oh, you. You have a great deal. night. You have a grand evening. And, uh, congrats on the book. Always, you did. Thank it. you so much. Yeah. All right, Thanks. Tommy. Take okay. care. All right. Bye. I'm gonna uh, uh, do deal. Yes, Tom. The floor is yours for the next minute. I'll be right back. You, you please explain 
what happened. Okay. Okay. Um, so I like to check the best show reviews from time to time because I like, I like to see what, you know, what the temperature is of the fans. You, you guys get it, right? Mike, Pat, you want to know we're doing something that people are enjoying, right? I've looked them. I've looked at them in the past, but I, I can honestly say I haven't looked at them in a long time now. Yeah, I just found myself over there the other day, and I, and I took a look at some of our reviews. And this is on uh, Apple Podcasts. If you look up the best show with Tom Sharpling, and uh, here is a review from November fifth, twenty twenty one, five star review, five stars. So no dispute on that. It's it is five stars, and the review is can't get better, except. Jason Gore doesn't fit the sensibility or format of the show. There's plenty of other stuff that fits him out there. Just not here, please. Yeah, I went over. I went over there to look, and I, I noticed yeah. that it's it's in the uh, top three comments. Right. So I, I think when, that's when you go to the page. Is that what I, this what again? I, so this is on Apple Podcasts. If you look up, like, let's say you I'm were not looking any of it up. Right. I check it from time to time. I just like to I see what people are saying. It. I'm the best that ever did this. That's all I need to see. <laughs> best that ever did this. Right. Comment uh-huh. by me. Right. Everyone else. You know, it, it, if it makes it, it any better, uh, Jason. Yeah. I took that comment as meaning that you may be too professional that that, like you're a pro thank you you're you're like a pro and we're just sort of ham and eggers yeah he could be doing the best doing the best we can (laughs) ham and eggers and uh so i didn't see it as a pure knock okay okay tom did you see it as a pure knock um yeah, it's a knock. You know, it's a straight up knock. At yeah, you. it's a straight up knock. They think you suck. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but all you need to know is, do I think you suck? No, I think you're amazing. Well, thank you, Tom. So glad you're here. The thank show wouldn't you. be the same without you. <laughs> and look, again, you f- you fill a role. Right. I'm telling you. I don't see anybody else. I, I don't even know how it would be possible to to think about Think about what the E Street Band would be like <laughs> without Clark Gayton. I know, <laughs> I know. They wouldn't uh-huh. have, yeah, they wouldn't have continued on. It just wouldn't be the same. Yeah. No. In all seriousness, don't worry <laughs> about that stuff. Oh, I don't. I find I yeah, found I it to be I, very but funny. You do. But you do, honey. Honey. I, no. And I, I used to call you honey with yeah. a fact, a term of affection. <laughs> I know that. I know honey. That. Yeah. You do. It's okay. It's but five stars, though. It is a five-star five. review. So you're holding me back from a six-star review. You can get apparently. six or seven easy. Yeah. Well, you know, uh-huh. I can tell you this. You know who didn't write that review? Mike. <laughs> if Mike was if Mike was secretly blasting you, yeah, no. there would not be no five-star review. And then Mike's tight with those stars as if they cost him money. <laughs> yeah. Three stars. Guy throws me three stars on Goodreads. Four stars. Come on. Four. Okay. Four. Yeah. And you, you upped it. You upped it when no, it was, was it was it was straight up four. Look, Mike, it was it was one and a half at first. <laughs> Mike said one and a half total flop. <laughs> no, look, it's fine. But Jason, 
Don't, yeah. Don't sweat it. Oh, no, I don't. I don't. What you do? No, no, I, 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 Pat. Pat. Yes. Okay, I'm not comfortable with that. Yes, yeah. But um, <laughs> Boy, we just... look, and we're all saying this as friends. Yeah. Does Jason sweat it? Mm, yes, he oh, sweats okay. it. Okay, Great, thank you. Really that. uncomfortable. With <laughs> really that. didn't like that. It's what it Lurch is here all of a sudden. <laughs> um, you sweat it. It's fine. I sweat it sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I do. I'm not sweating this stuff lately. Yeah. You should see the things people, you see the things people tweet at me. You said you'd quit the show when it, when it sucked. Why, why haven't you quit yet? Like things like that. No, they did not. When? Was this recent? I saw it was recent. I don't care. You said you would quit the show when it sucked. Why haven't you? This probably the same person. Well, maybe who cares? Why would you, why would any of us care? If somebody says to me, the show's great. I love it. If I'm going to take that, then you also have to take somebody going like the show sucks with you on it. Right. Jason. If one's valid, who cares? You know what matters? They're talking about you, baby. That's true. Talking That's about true. you, baby. The opposite of love ain't hate. <laughs> the, the opposite of hate ain't love. It's indifference. Sometimes the article says Saturday Night Dead. And that's, yeah. <laughs> and that's been happening for years. Jason. Oh, I yeah. know. I know. Yeah. You know, sometimes that's what the headline says. Does it mean it? Does it mean it's dead? It doesn't. Yeah. It's just a bad yeah. pun. Also, yeah. it, it says format of the show. What is the format of the show? Well, well what was this? A beautiful mind now? You're going, uh, <laughs> it's like, we're getting into a beautiful, this is like JFK, beautiful mind territory. What do you think? Do you have a room? Is, do you have a room to be completely honest? Do you uh, have a room with with pictures on it, with strings and and pins? I'm gonna figure going it from out. Person to person, we're gonna crack the code. It's right in There's front of me. Say. What was the guy's name? Who wrote it? Coleman Col- Carnes. Coleman Carnes. Yes. Is that a character? Does that pop out for anything, Mike? Uh, no, but I'm actually thinking of getting him as a guest. Before the end of the year, you think that's going to be the blowout guest? That's I'm going to reach out. Like, I'm going to reach uh, out. Good. I hope you but get he, Coleman Carnes on because you know what I'm going to say to him. Uh-huh. This is what I'm going to say. If Coleman Carnes comes on the show, I'll say to him, "Thank you, sir." Why well, I disagree with you? Could not disagree with you more uh-huh. about your opinions of Jason <laughs> Dudio Gore, aka Woodio. I couldn't agree <laughs> disagree with you more. He's great. I think you're out of line. And I put a pox on your head. For speaking that way. Yeah. A pox. You don't hear pox about, on, enough about poxes these days. No, you don't. I put a pox on his head. But I will also say, thank you for listening. Five stars. Five stars. You know what I give five stars to, Jason? What's that? Moments like this. 105.3 You're listening to the Valley's Rock Station, The Bear. My name is Jason Gore, and on the phone with me right now, E Street guitarist extraordinaire, Silvio Dante from The Sopranos, and of course, radio legend, uh, Little Steve and Van Sant. What's going on, man? How you doing, Jason? <laughs> no, seriously. Look, I get it. Look, it would, but in the wrong mindset, that would drive me up the wall. I'm not going to deny that. I've had bouts of that stuff where it's driven me up the bleeping wall. 
So I'm not acting like I'm bigger or better. Oh, no. I, and there have been things that people would write online that have gotten under my skin. This one yeah. genuinely made me laugh, though. Okay. Well, good. As long as it made genuinely. me Genuinely. That's all. Okay. okay good. Yes. That's all I want to know. Yeah. I just want to know that you didn't take that to heart. Did not take it to heart. Good. That's all I know. That's all I want to know. I'm on your side. Just like in the, the song. Just like they said in the song. I'm on your side. Oh, when times get hard. And when Coleman says <laughs> you suck. Like, well, he didn't say you suck. Right. No, no. He said I would fit in somewhere else. Yeah. When Coleman says you'd fit in somewhere else. No, that, that, look, Coleman, he fits right here. He fits right here, baby. So wrap your head around it. Cause he ain't going nowhere. Unless this talk thing gets out of control, then I'm going to boot him off the show. <laughs> Cause he's doing this thing called Hawk. Mm-hmm. The Hawk. Yeah. Where it's like a radio show. Yeah. 108.9 The Hawk. 108.9. Not an actual, uh, not actually a number on the dial, to be fair. But uh, so it's parodic. There's yes. a parodic aspect yes. to it. Um, And I mean, one of the funniest things he did on the show, I will say, or thing cracked me up to no end was this fake interview he did with little Steven. Um. You're listening to the Valley's Rock Station, The Bear. My name is Jason Gore, and on the phone with me right now, E Street guitarist extraordinaire, Silvio Dante from The Sopranos, and of course, radio legend, uh, Little Steve and Van Sant. What's going on, man? How you doing, Jason? What if I tried to record an actual reenactment of how that interview went with Pat doing his Little Steven? I would say, yeah, let's let's definitely do that (laughs) once this is over. Once the, we've done the book. Once we've done the book. Yes, because we want him to come on. We want him to come on. Who do you think gets him? Me. Oh. Can I do Little Steven to Little Steven at the end of the Little Steven episode? We'll see how it's going. Yeah. That's fair. But I would like to. I'd like it if we could. But if he seems, if he seems grouchy, I don't know if we're going to get to it. But I think he'll do it. He, he likes to promote his stuff. He's been on WMFU a million times. So there's no reason he should come on this show. Pat, how many more calls we got? Three. Three. We're going to do these three, and then that's it. Best show. Hi. Tom. Hi, who's this? Uh, my name is John. I live in Kansas City, Missouri. I love it. I love when the I love when callers call up and they're just ready for business. Tom, I'm ready to go. I I got the hot ones here. I love it. He just goes Tom, and what's your name again? John. John, that's right. All right, John. Keeping in the spirit of 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 your approach, let's get right to it. Okay. Uh, I think- clearly you got somewhere to be. Well, yeah, that's right. I've got I've got stuff to do here. Uh, Sissy Strut by the Meters should be in the dictionary uh, when you look up funk. Uh, okay. and I think that should be represented on the list. All right. No. Go ahead. What's next? 
Uh, well, okay. Uh, in the city by the jam. I don't know. I don't know. You don't like it? I love it. I don't know if it makes the list though. Okay. It's, you know, it's hard to tell how deep to get with these bands. I don't want to go too deep. I look for entry points. But sometimes you can hit the right one can be a deep one. Okay. Okay, well, how about this? How about unsatisfied by the replacement? Yeah, no, no, replacements aren't making the list because of the... Uh, I'm making the list at all. What's that? No, because of, of what uh, Tommy Stinson did. This is, this is how... Oh. This is the old... Ba- this is how it gets handled in the old background. No, it's not because of that. It's... Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm not putting unsatisfied on the list. I'm, I'd probably put uh, uh, back to back would be a replacement okay. song I'd put. Okay. The prim, guess, from the I, prime era, from prime prime replacements. I guess I, I think of I think of the replacements as being so triumphant and tragic sounding, and I think that's the song that does both of those to me the most. You know. Yeah. Oh, that's a pretty good. Look, it's a great but, song. But it's, it's, you don't think back to back is the is uh, is uh, you don't think that the replacements kept getting better and better with each album? No, no, I don't think so. Hmm. I, I think Bob. I think Bob Stinson's guitar uh, was a sloppy. The good. The good. Yeah. Uh, Look, I'm 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 fun, I'm funning you a little bit. Of course, I don't think that. Well, that they kept getting better and better. There's, I'm a dummy. Over, well, okay, so not a dummy. No, you're not a dummy. You're uh, not a dummy, John. How about how about Cowboy Song by Thin Lizzy? Cowboy Song. What's that by Thin Lizzy? Cowboy Song. Okay, I thought you were saying Cowboy. I, I thought you were talking about the David Crosby song. Oh no! Well, maybe that one makes my list now that I think of it. But no. Uh, yeah. Thin. There's so many Thin Lizzy songs like a list, but Cowboy Song is the one where I was like, "How how have I not heard that song before?" Sure, no, that's a great song. Is that not on, yeah. Every every, um, yeah. You know, it always gets me. You know the song Jailbreak when he goes, uh, "Tonight yeah. there's gonna be a jailbreak somewhere oh, yeah. in this town," right? Oh yeah, so, somewhere in this town. Uh, yeah, maybe go yeah. check by the jail. Let's get more specific with the whereabouts. Yeah, sure. Somewhere in this town. I got a good feeling if there's going to be a jailbreak in the town, you might want to check by the jail. <laughs> you, check, you check the library. You check Baskin Robbins for the jailbreak. Yeah. No. Right. You're right. Uh, okay. Okay. How about this one? Pure imagination from the Willy Wonka movie. Now, now, now you're talking my language. We're not going to go with that one, but we will go with the boat ride song. What's that one called? Okay. Yeah, the nightmare song. Yeah. That song makes the list. There's okay. no way of knowing. That song's got to make the list. That should go at number uh, 89. Is it raining? Is it snowing? Is a hurricane a blowing? I, right. I my my parents fast forward through that when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. It was enough to freak freak you out. They thought you were going to be too scared. They thought I was. They, they thought they were going to turn me into a serial killer or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, hopefully they didn't. 
Yeah, no, I don't do that. I promise I don't do that. Thank you. Thank I appreciate you. that, John. Uh, All right, John, you got on the list. You did it. Congratulations. Thank you very much, Tom. You have a grand evening. Can I say that 108.9 The Hawk is fantastic. Thanks, Jason, for that. It's awesome. That's very nice. Uh, Thank you. You That's nice. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. It's great, Jason. Uh, And, hey, I also want to say I joined Mike's book club uh, like a year ago, you know, Mike's History Book Club. Sure. And he he set he set me the he sent me the replacements book by Bob Mayer. Yeah. Uh, and it's fantastic. So Oh, that's great. And 10, 10 out of 10 review for Mike's Mystery Book Club. There you go. You hear that, Mike? Yeah. I try to give good value. Yeah, guy does try to <laughs> give good value. Thank you very right. much. You're Thank welcome. You. Have, have a great night. Thank you. T- All right. Next call, please. Hello, Best Show. Hi, Tom. This is Matthew in Chicago. Matthew in Chicago. What's up, Matthew? Oh, not a whole lot. Just uh, watching Dame Lillard right now uh, in the uh, basketball game and uh, kicking back and watching or listening to the Best Show. Very nice. I like it. That's the right combination. So what do you got for me, my friend? Uh, I had a couple uh, songs for the uh, for the topic. Okay, what do you got? Well, I was trying to think of some song or a song that would represent uh, Nick Cave. Um, mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe the Mercy Seat by Nick Cave. Mercy Seat, my Mercy Seat might be the way to go with that because that look. Some people would say Red Right Hand, right? Others <laughs> might say uh, Into Your Arms. I think we go with mercy seat. You're right. Number 59, mercy seat, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Great. Great. Great job. You did it. You done did it. You repped Chicago proud tonight. Always happy to do it. Yeah. Mike Ditka is looking down from heaven right now saying, you did it, kid. You did it. With a single tear, just getting rid of that mustache. Yeah. That mustache looks so gross to me. Looks so brittle. Would you imagine? Could, could you imagine if you? What would? Would you? Would you? How much would I have to pay you to touch his mustache? And then pick up a sandwich and take a bite without washing your hands. In, in, in coronavirus times, we're removing disease from it. It's just a tactile challenge. Oof. That's going to be steep. I feel like he's he will have just eaten soup before it or something too. Oh so yeah, yeah, yeah. You picture him with some French onion soup. Oof. Melty cheese yeah, all over yeah. it. How much are we looking at? Uh, it might not be worth it. I, I can't Let's Throw a number out. Throw a number out. Ten grand? I'm going to say minimum 20. 20 grand. Wow. Okay. Look. 
You you know you got you got your you got your standards. I get you. All right, buddy. You have a great night. I appreciate it. You took you two times to do it yesterday. Thank you. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. All right. Here we go. Final call of the night. Final call. And then it's closing time. Right? Maybe that should that song make the list. What if I made that song number one? I know who I want to take me home. I know who I want to take me home. Caller, do you like that song? Uh, not particularly. So no. you did a fine version of it, Tom. Thank you. Closing time. You don't have to stay here, but you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. All right. What do you got for me? Who, who's calling? Hey, Tom, this is uh, Joseph from Manhattan. Joseph from Manhattan. What's up, Joseph? Uh, not much tonight, Tom. Just listening to the best show while I take care of some work uh, for tomorrow, working a bit late. And uh, I did really, um, I was lucky to get a couple of songs on the list a couple of weeks ago, so I wanted to try a couple of more if that was okay. Love it. Back. This is how they get you at the casino. This is how they get you. What song did you? What songs did made the list that you you suggested? A couple of weeks ago, I suggested "Dancing Queen" and "Like a Rolling Stone," and I suggested an eco song, which didn't get on. But due to that, I think you put uh, "I'll Be Your Mirror" on. Yeah. Well, I'll say this: we bumped up "Dancing Queen" to number three. I heard it's amazing. But, But I'll say this too: just like the casino. Your your suggestions might fall off the list if you turf out tonight. Oh no! You might, they might not, but you, they might. That's what happens when you go back to the casino. Yeah, I guess so. It's an addiction. Well, let's find out. What do you got? I had a, a couple suggestions. The first was "Fall on Me" by REM. No. Too late. Too late. In the REM oeuvre. For me, gotcha. So, do you only like the first two or three uh, albums? You do South Central Rain. Do you like that song? Yeah, I love that riff, and uh, the "I'm Sorry" is great. Yeah, South Central Rain might make the list. If REM is going to make the list, it's going to be South Central Rain. Right, what else you got for uh, me? Yeah, that's a fair choice indeed. Uh, the other one was the song on Ticking, just, you know, it's a beautiful The song. other ones? No, we're not putting Grateful Dead on the list at all. Okay. Did Mike uh, put you up to this? Of, uh, haven't you heard their version of Yakety Yak? The Grateful Dead's version of Yakety Yak? Yeah, it's a 15 song. And, oh, well, uh, now, you're, now you're funning me. Yeah, no, there's no Yakety Yak. Yakety Yak. Don't talk back. Jerry, with that voice, it sounds like Andrew Dice Clay's wife. <laughs> we were just going to see the Grateful Dead. And then they started singing, trucking like a doodah band. I thought we could go and get some dessert and then see the Christmas tree. And then we could go play with Uncle John's band. 
Mike is so mad at this. He gets so mad. <laughs> he talked to me, no joke. He talked to me off air. He was like, please, I know you have fun with the Grateful Dead stuff, but can you ease up on it a little bit? I just found out Andrew Dice Clay is playing at a local theater near yeah. me. Not very mm-hmm. large. Uh-huh. And I, I'm like, well, you know, it, it shocked me. So I'm like thinking of going. Maybe I'll do a report on the show. Yeah, that'd be great. Mike. Yeah. Find out how much the tickets are. That show okay. will pick up the tab on that. <laughs> okay. I'll be the field reporter. Okay. I'll be the field reporter, yeah. Okay. We should be able to get you comped at least. I'll look into it. Yeah. All right. And I'm not going to tap the brakes on the dead thing, no matter how much you ask me, Mike. <laughs> Go out, man, you know. No. I, I have nothing against it. He said he was mad. And he's on the, on the air, he tries to make it like he can roll with it. I think he, I may he, have found my version of the Grateful Dead for you. He did not like that I was making fun of uh, Donna and Keith Jock, God, God's Chalk. <laughs> and that I said that Shaken Street sucks. Did you know that Donna's nickname is Donna the Destroyer? Uh, I actually did know that. Oh, okay. I heard that <laughs> in the the nineteen hour Grateful Dead audio book I just listened to. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Which they book is like that? Fun it was called. It was called Long What a Long Strange Trip. It was just like the history of the band by somebody who works for them. Oh, that's the boring one. Yeah, but I listened to all Dennis of it. McNally. Dennis McNally. Oh. Mike, I got to the finish line on it. Good for you. Yeah. You know what the highlight for me in that book was? It was so boring. What's that? Maybe maybe you'll remember it better. There was like a feud between, I think, Phil Lesh and Bill Kreutzmann mm-hmm. about which which is tougher, steel or iron. Yeah, Something they, like they that. Got was... into like a literal fist fight over it. <laughs> was that it? Did yeah. I get it right? You did, I think you did. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how did that make it into the book? Yeah. One. And two, this is the most interesting thing in this book. <laughs> yeah. But I will say Grateful Dead seemed like it would, it would have been cool to hang around them with them dosing everybody. What a fun what a fun little hobby that is. Yeah, that's annoying. To dose people against their will. I listened to uh the, I listened to the podcast with um, Jesse. Jesse. Jesse Jarno, our friend. Yes. He, who, who is doing a competing show. He's on against the show now. Did you know that? He's on over at WMFU. He does a <laughs> I think show. I, yeah, I think I, I did see that. <laughs> yeah. But, but he tweeted this article about a review of a show from 1970, or, mm-hmm. I think. And it talks about how like at one point a couple of the guys from the entourage go out and throw lit firecrackers into the audience. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, 1970 was a different time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Those were different times. Those those tell me the, who my grateful times. dead is that you're going to get at. I got to hear what he thinks. Velvet underground. Well, no, no, no. I, I love the velvet underground. Come on. Give me some, no, but, I, but you could still pick on them. And wind <laughs> no, me up. no, I, no, I wouldn't. Who is it? Who is it? Pick on that. I after hearing you mention it last week, I I watched the Sparks documentary, mm-hmm. and I think they are my musical kryptonite. I mean, I I'm don't get it this. at all. Yeah, Mike, I'm going to say this. Yeah, 
That Sparks documentary makes me like Sparks less. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you said that. I was, I'm curious that now. It made me why? go the other way. Uh, I'm curious why. It highlighted some of the more annoying aspects of the band. <laughs> All right. Made so so like I wasn't it, completely made it seem like wrong. A, like, a, like it's a... Like they like they're the like like they're a novelty act. Uh-huh. Well that's oh. sort of how it comes off to me. Mike. You know. Couldn't yeah, I'm with you on this. He got a lot of distance out of that Hitler mustache. Yeah. He got a lot of distance out of that Hitler mustache. He sure <laughs> did. Ron Mail. I'm listening to that music and, and correct me if I'm wrong. I don't detect like one influence of like sort of American roots music, you know, blues, you know, there's nothing in there, which may be to their credit. They've created this sort of unique sound. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, I'm trying to think, well, maybe that's why I, I, I it doesn't mm-hmm. do anything for me. I like something that may be influenced by the roots music, you know, yeah, you like, you like R and B soul, any, anything, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. You like stuff that has uh, that has like ties to rock and roll or the blues, yeah, or yeah. Just not a very like like that incredibly European approach where there's like zero trace of anything black, basically. Exactly. Yeah, it's I just mean, like it, where it's just as white as white can be. Yeah, but um, yeah, and, and the only other music you know, I try to listen to everything, you know, mm-hmm. but but. The one other musical form that really doesn't do anything is opera. I've tried, you know, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it just, it's, it's grating to me. And I think, you know, Sparks is sort of approaching that territory for me. No, there is definitely an operatic classical, like European classical sensibility to it that, look, I like plenty of stuff that has like, just that is just as dry in that regard as can be, but um maybe gilbert um, and sullivan you know like that's another uh that yeah. music just oh yeah what's well, yeah I don't, I don't like that stuff yeah mike we're on the same page yet okay. again it's your worst nightmare <laughs> it's your worst nightmare. you thought you were loaded for bear tonight I'm well, i took a lot of flack when sparks. i i reviewed that sparks uh, that album negatively yeah. on twitter well, that documentary sucks. I don't care. <laughs> Look, Sparks, I, I enjoyed Sparks. I loved Sparks, and then now I, I, I think I like them. I think I like them. That documentary actually made me go backwards on them a little bit. So n- none of their songs are making the list? Oh, no. No, Sparks, yeah. in that. no. Let's go back to the call, Mike. Caller? Yes, Tom. Anything else? Anything else? Yes, I had one more suggestion. Uh, more. Suggestion because it's a beautiful song, and uh, for obvious reasons, I wanted to pitch uh, "Listen to the Band" by the Monkees. Well, my friend, yeah, we got to get some Nesmith on there. What a what a loss! Lose that guy. One terrible, terrible hero, true hero, true hero of mine, Mike ne- Mike ne- Michael Nesmith. He did not like to be called Mike Nesmith, and everybody calling him Mike Nesmith online now. It's uh, he. He said when when we're talking about the monkeys, call me Mike. Anything else? My name is Michael, which is a little weird, but still makes sense because it was of the time. He's saying like back then they called me Mike. Call me Mike if you're talking about that stuff. 
ever since then I've been Michael and yeah. So whatever. Yeah. What a loss. Maybe listen to the band should make the list. Yeah. Let's put, let's put, listen to the band on the list. 74. All right, I think you did it. And your, 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 your stuff still stands. Nobody gets taken off. You, you won at the casino again, my friend. Wonderful. Thank you, Tom. And, right, uh, you, good luck. You have a great uh, night. Last call. Have a great night and good night, guys. You too. Okay. All right, everybody. That does it for the best show tonight. That was a fun episode, right? Would you say it's fun? You have fun? Good times. Good times. Mike says good times. I had a wonderful time. Wonderful time. Jason <laughs> Rudy O'Gore. Uh-huh. Uh, the Hawk, 108.9. Like, that's the, what the review will say <laughs> for you. Um, would, would be great without him. All right, calm down. <laughs> Coleman, Coleman, gotcha. Right. I've literally he's in joking. his head. Yeah, he's in his head. He's joking. in his head. He's living in your head rent free. Yeah. He's living in your head rent free. <laughs> it's like when uh when uh when Vince Wellnick would uh I can't even do I can't do it. <laughs> I'm just tired. Um, I've been sick for the last couple of days and feeling good now though, but I know I'm gonna crash. So um thank you everybody for listening. We'll be back. I believe we'll be back next week. We'll see what the holiday situation is. I think we'll be back next week and we'll figure that out and we'll have a good time. And thank you everybody who called. And remember best show book club episode of book. Number two is going to be the little Steven book. So unrequited infatuations. Is that what it is? Yes. Unrequited infatuations. That's the book we're going to do. And we will talk to you next week and thank you and bye bye